All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Gambit Podcast. I am Solo Base 15, and we are here with a cast of characters. Um, going around the horn, we have Calvin Awesome. We have Partick AF, who's currently sitting in third, I believe, on the leaderboards. Um, and then we have Zareth, Gom, Endal, Fatal, and Ando. How's it going, guys? Hello, hello. Doing great. Great to be back here. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Should be fun. I, I appreciate that you gave me the uh, <laughs> raising eyebrows. I figured you would like that one. Uh, that was <laughs> a nice I touch, like yeah. <laughs> it's going to get old after four hours, but... It know. will, but, you know... It's, it's the only animated one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, and look at this real quick. Uh, Ross, with a ton of oh, gifted evolves. subs thank you nice and Utini with a cheer as well thank you guys welcome uh god so we just finished what 26 uh season 26 and <laughs> the road ahead dropped fleets and we have five marquees coming and a grand inquisitor and <laughs> and about 18 different podcast questions it's going to be a fun night guys <laughs> heck yeah um and Doofiend, Fort Mort, thank you for the cheers, gentlemen. Ice House with 15 month subscription. Thank you. And look at that. Chat now tells us when they when they earn badges, and Fort Mort just earns the 1k badge. So thank oh, you, nice. Mort. That's a it's a big one. Appreciate it, sir. Always good to see you here. And apparently, Ross and the Shame Subs caught everybody. Oh, nice. Oh, he, so did. he, caught, he caught AO Heinze gig. <laughs> oh, man. Clash. <laughs> he really did catch all of the good ones. <laughs> a skillful, a multi, uh, multi shame. It's really ex excellent. <clears throat> wow. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot. Thank you, Ross. Yeah. All right. So, why, why don't we kick this off? with uh just the general since we have everybody here um how'd your last seasons go calvin since you're directly to the side of me why don't you kick us off how how'd your season go last season uh it, it went really well um i still am managing to come out on the positives which i imagine that stops now so that was really cool i broke top 500 a few times uh with only my 4gl so re really just very very happy like we had we had some good matches and a lot of good luck, but it was it was very very good. Nice and well, Pardic, I kind of gave away, buried the lead on that one. Of uh, you're sitting at third, but how'd your season go last season? Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, I, I think I've said pretty consistently. I think the new format is really a home run. Um, I want to say I started this season in like twentieth or so. Um, went three and the first week, and then spent the next three weeks in the top group and went two and one each time um fighting a lot of guild mates along the way which is fun uh it's great nice nice Zareth, how about you how'd your season go um yeah it was it was uh it went okay i, I went two and one uh for three of my weeks and then one and two one of the other weeks so seven and five overall and i i ended up in a lower like a worse ranking than i was at the start so apparently you can't just tread water and stay where you're at unfortunately <laughs> have to get yeah eight, eight and four if you want to make progress 
Um, uh, it was it's what was really weird to me was how proud and happy I was that I ended up at seven and five. I never thought I'd be excited about that record, but <laughs> here I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, Gom, what about you? How's your season? What is <laughs> scrubbing your mic? Apparently, <laughs> fuzz man, it was some fuzz. Time to do a little, do a little. Can't have that fuzz on. What did I do this? Did I play Grand Arena? I did play Grand Arena this month. Eight, <laughs> eight and four. Oh, eight and four. Ouch. No longer proud here. <laughs> eight, eight and four. I've got to find something better for Blue Stacks. Blue Stacks simply isn't cutting it anymore. So I, I, I might have to pull the solo and do it on my phone. So yeah. it's, it's cost me too many times now. So it's, we're done. We're done with Blue Stacks. So we're looking for an option. If anybody has <laughs> suggestions, please advise. Have you heard of Blue Stacks with a five on the end of it? it it's completely different. No, that's well. I disagree. <laughs> what everyone says it's different, but it's uh, worse <laughs> than, than the old one. I don't know. It's different. That's what she said. I don't know. Uh, all right, end all. How'd your season end up? I, it uh, uh, it is okay, and not as good as the first couple of seasons where I ended up a uh, four hundred to five hundred range. This time I ended up at around the, the thousand rank range. But uh, but there were a lot of good matches, really interesting matches. A uh, few of them against people that I knew as well. So it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, learned a ton. Um, looking forward to the next season. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fatal, how about you? How'd your season go? Uh, I was comfy, chilling, top eight for a few weeks there, and then uh, fell asleep on my desk and missed around. And that helps. Oh, <laughs> and then through the next match immediately, it, it was like the hardest I think I've ever thrown a match. It was like I literally just like had to cross the finish line. First time I'd ever taken Lord Vader to offense and just lost to a giant ball straight up uh, <laughs> for being slower. And so that was great. And then, yeah, just started to win streak my way back to just like repair the damage. Fought a... Uh... Kabuki in the last round and had that in a really good position as well. I thought Seth Eternal AI was no longer random, but that was extremely wrong. <laughs> and that ended up sealing the deal and putting me under. So I think I'm 20th now. Like some 20-ish. All right. well, for next season. I mean, it's hard to argue with top 20. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, Ando, awesome. how about you? How'd your season go? Um, pretty good. I mean, uh, I definitely, well, there's, it was a roller coaster. I, I've, I have definitely hit my wall kind of thing. Uh, I, I literally went three and oh, oh, and three, three and oh, and then one and two. Um, yeah, it's just like I, I climb in those ranks where I think like, you know, I should probably have won. And then I just get thrown into a group where I'm just like, man, I have to count on these guys to mess up for me to win. And, and so that's, and that, when you're facing good players like that just doesn't really happen often. So, you know, it's kind of fluctuated between like, I think like the top 200 and then like, I think now I think I might be in the six hundreds or something, but yeah, it's, it's, that is where I'm at. Just the old roller coaster ride. Yeah. I, uh, I finished with my worst season ever. So that was fun. I broke my streak of top 100 finishes. Uh, and I learned this season don't experiment against GAC Omicrons in your GAC round. That That's my lesson, because two of my losses are directly attributed to, I wonder if this could work against this 
GAC Omicron? And then the answer is no, no, it can't. So um, that was, was my Aiden or Qui Gon Jin. Oh no, it was me experimenting against Star Killer. Oh okay, That's yeah, the <laughs> right. Yes, <laughs> the worst. The worst part is the the first one was I experimented against Qui Gon. And it didn't work, or against uh, Star Killer, and it didn't work. And then immediately, I just mirrored it and got a perfect sixty-five, or what would have been a sixty-five. And I was like, oh. and then lost by five. I'm so pissed at myself. Um, so, so let's let's not talk about how awful that went. Um, let's let's get into the questions because there are a oh, yeah. ton tonight. Um, and before we get into the fleet extravaganza, because I think I, I want to be drunk before we're talking about three <laughs> fleets on defense. Good strategy. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's let's start with. Uh, yeah. Um, let's let's talk about something that's not going to happen, but that everybody is begging for: um, a change to the actual GAC board. Do you guys want to see? A change to the GAC board. Uh, we've been running with the same board for God, what almost almost two years now. It'll be two years in July. Do you think that we need to switch things up, or do you think we're fine how we are, other than just adding teams when needed? I anyway. used to think that the answer to this was yes. I I actually was like, man, I, like you know, I would really love to see some variety. And the more I thought about it, it's like, you all know, like the reaping and sowing meme of like, you're like planning your defense, like, ah, this is amazing. And then you like have to go attack and you're like, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> like, right. Like, cause I'm, I'm assuming if we're talking about GSC board chains, we're talking about like more places to hide teams. Basically. Right? Yeah. Which is like, suddenly you end up in the territory of like, I never want GSC to feel like it's a guessing game, which like, of course there's always going to be some of that, but the more you turn it into that, it feels like on some level, the less skillful it could be. And like, sure, you know, the more options that you hold, the less you'll have to guess. You could just like have, you could hold more, but I'm, I'm going to be a purist. I actually think that I like the board the way it is. You know, you got your front wall, back wall shenanigans, but not too much of it. That's where I'm at. You're telling me you don't miss the, the zone that you had like all six teams on <laughs> the slab, like 20 minute like GCs, man like you yeah. don't even have to think it's like this team counters this this team counters that and you're done <laughs> i i actually but uh, yeah the fish in the barrel uh zone is, <laughs> that's, fish in the barrel. that's what i that's what i think of it as it's just like so easy you just go in there and just take take them all out you know um of course that's the zone that i lost to clash against uh back in the day so i lost against clash fit, so uh, you know maybe maybe i didn't have it quite as figured out as i'd like to I, I wouldn't mind, you know what, I like it the way it is, actually. I, I'm right with there with Fatal. I, I, for a while, I thought that I wanted a new zone, and I, I would I would absolutely try a new one. I think what I would really like to try, and, and this is CG's going the opposite direction of what I want, um, but I would, I would love it if sometimes we didn't have ships in there. Like, we had a zone, <laughs> we had a four zone format where mm. there's just no ships, where we could have you know, we could trap on two different ends. Like that, that would be really interesting to me, but 
um, because it would change your strategy. Like suddenly you can't just be content with only clearing one zone because you know what, you know, you get, you can clear the other squad zone. Now you're like, well, if I clear one zone and he's put crap back there uh, or like something really hard that I can't clear, then at least if I go up to the top zone and clear that one, then maybe I'll, you know, I'll have other avenues of success. Like, uh, you know, it, it changes the strategy significantly. So, I mean, it'd be interesting if they would just even make that little change. And you'd think that that would be possible, but I don't know what you guys think. I don't think you can mess with people's crystals now. They've already messed with their crystals once, right? By changing it from arena to grand arena. And then all of a sudden now everyone is getting used to this grand arena and you change it again. I think you're, you're asking for pitchforks at this point. Yeah. I think the, the, the only amount of uh, you know diversity that, that people are willing to accept in Grand Arena is 3v3, 5v5, 3v3, 5v5. Anything more than that requires too much of a change management, I think, that people can accept. Yeah, I think like, the structure of the board is fine, like Fagel said, but I think we could have more teams, like especially in Kyber 1, like more ground teams. Like, I think the meta... Is kind of pretty stale despite all the new character introductions and especially like if you're doing a bunch of scouting and you're watching people attack on prime bot like you can kind of figure out like oh they use they got this many banners against this team you can kind of like figure out pretty readily what people are using and some of that is because they've introduced all these new characters without expanding the board and so i think there are like a lot of teams that could, that, that were previously viable like before we did five marquees leading up to star killer and then all this other stuff um that have like been like washed out of gac contention again and you're finding that you know people are setting you can set like very heavy defenses and still score like 1670 1680 even if you're two-stepping a couple of battles and like that to me is a sign that the board should be expanded. Like, I, I mean, it, not necessarily a lot, but like if we go to three fleets in Kyber one, I it's like 14 ground teams, I think would be a nice change. Oh, expanding. I'm all for expansion. I'm not for like variations of the zones, you know, like one week it's this setup and next week it's this setup. Yeah. I'm all, I'll always vote yes for more teams on defense. Um, yes, that... I like how Gom's like not more teams. Gom says, "I want more teams on defense." <laughs> oh, well, you know what I mean. Like it's, I it's you shouldn't be able to clear if you if you're fighting for a top ten spot, you shouldn't be able to clear your opponents, right? Like it's I don't know. I don't. I just everyone clearing each other seems silly. Like I don't know. But okay, so that I like I kind of I see where you're coming from, but I feel like at this point we have gotten to the point where we have such potent teams on offense and. The, the comps that we have, they're not like, I hate to always be like, oh, well, the AI sucks, you know, but like at this point, we really are at the point where it's like, we just don't have those same teams that are so potent on offense, the way that the AI plays it, they make them not so potent on defense and, or, or you can easily like manipulate what they're going to do. So I just feel like we're always going to be in this spot where we're like, like, especially, you know, most of us, in game but we've always been like oh defense heavy defense heavy and then we get wrecked by someone that's just like oh, okay cool like i'll just play some banner ripping teams and then i'm just gonna like expose those those teams that you thought were so amazing um and i'll just high banner you 
And I like, like, that's the constant struggle that I've been in this past season was like, just like, what do I set against this guy? That's got everything and it's faster than me and better than me. And, and they're going to be able to expose that like AI, you know, at this point, I just don't know who is a good defense team. Like, or, or like how many, like, can we set 18 good defense teams? I guess is, is my question, which is, I don't know. Maybe, maybe no, that's why it's fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I can guarantee you, I can't set 18 good defense teams. Right. Um, so, oh, yeah, you, you could, but then you wouldn't have an offense. <laughs> right. That's fair. Fair. <laughs> let me, let me put Wampa on defense, damn it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, um, I, I don't want to see a change to the board, but uh, not to echo you guys, but what every time you see in GAC, every time people just start combining teams, that's the sign of like, okay, it's it, we need an expansion. Like Supreme Leader Kylo with Darth Revan on the team. <laughs> that and you're like, y- you could really give up these teams um, so easily to put it on one team. It's time. It's time to give us two more teams, and then, then you have Kyber Five. Poor Kyber Five. Oh gosh, uh-huh. they have like four point five million accounts, and anything that's happening in Kyber One isn't happening in Kyber Five. And they're like, two more teams. Are you are you trying to kill us here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kyber needs a split. First off, Ky- I think they should break off Kyber One. Like, make it Kyber Five through Two is now Kyber Five through One. And then Kyber One is its own animal, whether it's Beskar or something else, because the accounts at the top of Kyber One are not the same as the accounts in Kyber Three, or or even the bottom of Kyber One. Yeah, well, I, I think what one of the one of the things that happened, and I don't know this, I don't think this was intentional, is CG kind of wanted to vary out either GP and or skill or a mix of the two. And all that I think really ended up happening was all the competitive players just get shoved into Kyber. It doesn't matter what GP you are. It doesn't matter if you're 9 million or 10 million or 4 million, like you're in Kyber now. Um, and it is this really awkward thing because yeah, 4, 4 million should not be setting the same as 10 million. So I don't, I don't know if the, the, the solution just branched off Kyber one. I feel like that'd be a very easy fix, but I almost want to, I don't know if they'll go back. I don't think they will, but what I think they could have done or what they should have done was kept the, not the matchmaking. I like the way the matchmaking is. I think the matchmaking is awesome. The way it's all win loss and you don't get punished for upgrading anything, but I think the, the division still should have been split. So you would never have these huge mismatches or you would never require someone who is insanely small to be setting teams that were absurd for them. I think uh, yeah, Kyber is, is 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 okay, but it's like you said, it's a it's a it's a very large range. I would love to have an elite range uh, division up there, like maybe Beskar or something like that, with just the top hundred or two hundred uh, ranks in there. Maybe even having them set an extra team or so, but having some sort of a distinction which is more elite than than the five thousand or so people that you have in Kyber right now. I think having a a top hundred two hundred uh, elite distinction of its own might be. Uh, might be something which people might get motivated to to aspire to when yeah. this is like another example of cg just like not future proofing things like they did 
under the old GAC system, they did the expansion where they like shifted what the division thresholds were right before the new GLs came out. And so then like, they were like, oh, the you know, new division one is gonna be this higher GP threshold and then everyone's GP balloons because of the new GLs. And like, we kind of have a similar situation where they set this whole new system up, which has like so many good things about it, so many pluses. But as soon as they introduce the new system, and do this realignment, they are like, here are five new marquees that create five new teams. And then here's the star killer and here are the inquisitors and here's all this new ship content. And like, you know, I, I think to end all's point, like if they did, the, if they introduced the new system now versus like just a couple months ago, then they probably would have structured the divisions differently. Yet they didn't do that despite knowing that this is what the character introduction roadmap was going to be which is kind of nonsensical but this is what happens every time this is what happens when the events team doesn't talk to the character team that's <laughs> because everybody i mean we're four months out and they say that it takes four to six months to design characters so when this launched in december they knew every marquee that was coming out at the beginning of this year you know they, they might not have known who's coming out in september but Everybody that's come out so far, they've they've known about. And I think all the releases, well, we'll see about the Inquisitors when we get the Grand Inquisitor, but all of all the releases have been fantastic characters um, that really give you an extra team, or or the Omicrons give you an extra team. And so they should have they should have seen that coming. <laughs> it was written on the wall right there. Hey, look, this Omicron is going to give you a brand new team. Are, are we sure 11's enough? I will say, like, there's I, I for a while I was saying the same thing of like the GSC board needs to be bigger. And there's also people who are like worried about like oh we're in a cheese meta. I will say I don't think the meta is fully solved yet. Like there's it's not there's a few combination teams I started playing with. There's more I want to start testing next season. Like the last few weeks I was taking in offensive plans where it's like, I have like one extra team to spare because of how much, how many combinations I'm placing on defense. And so far, at least from how things performed, it seems like it's worth the cost. It's at least drawn uh, two holds. And like, yeah, when I fought Kabuki, even though like I had that very narrow margin, he had three drops on me. I had one drop, and the rest had taxed him so hard that it was like within the thirteen banner finish. So like, I don't, I don't like defense is getting stagnant to a degree, but like there's room for innovation if you want to, and that could keep things moving again for at least a little while. I don't know if it's like, you know, we get two more teams equals one more GAC slot necessarily always has to happen, but it's only going to be a matter of time, right? Like, we'll see. It kind of depends on the Omicron rate, right? Like how many bangers versus how many Wampas do we get versus how many uh, Akbar layers? Well, that's the thing. I mean, eventually you're going to discourage the people that spend lots of money in this game, the bigger rosters. You're eventually going to discourage them from buying the marquees. They're going to keep introducing Omicrons and all these new characters that come out. And it's going to get to a point where I don't need any more characters. You know, like I have enough to get what I'm done, you know, get where I'm going. So I, mean, I think, I mean, I, I can, I don't know. I think they're going to eventually have to. Because, I mean, I, most of my losses this this season were because of user error, misclicks, just stupidity, right? But I could have easily, like, <laughs> decisions that could have easily been reversed, I could have won a match, right? So 
I mean, I'm at 9.2 and I, 9.3 ish right now. It's getting to the point now where I, I have the answers. It's just a matter of fact, if I can, you know, play properly, right. Is, is what's going to determine the win. So I mean, I, I think if it's for me, I mean, the guys help Partick, what are you about 11 million? You know I mean? There's, there's probably to get to the point where depth is not really that advantageous anymore. It's just getting to be excess, like just extra stuff. You'd never even use, I, I guess. I don't know. That's what it looks like to me. But. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, if you look at some of the matches in the top group, the last two groups of the season, like, there were some folks in there, you know, there was not GP parity among all eight participants, yet there were some matches that were pretty close where you had, like, heavy defense versus, like, pretty straight cheese, and, like, the, the current board structure can allow for a close round. Um, you know, in that kind of a setup. And like to Fagel's point, I, I think like my last five rounds of the season, I think I had two GLs for offense in all five rounds. Like I said, five, five, six, 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 I think. And, you know, the, in the, the one time I didn't clear was because like I screwed up. I like, I took in Watt with GG against a JML team instead of Newt. And I intended to save Watt to use with troopers against like a star killer that was faster too fast to mirror and like once i screwed that up like i just didn't have like i you know my back sort of shot my offense plan in like round 12 but i mean otherwise like you can sort of if you like plan ahead for like two shots and grinding a bit like there are enough you know the board is small enough that you've, you've got enough reserve teams to like work your way through as long as you're intentional about it um, at least like if you sort of prepare to do it that way and you know again like if you have a larger board that kind of thing is less possible and I think it also like to the point I was making earlier if you have you have to set more teams and attack more teams it, I think it, it is less viable to just like hold for efficiency entirely because then you're, you end up like way too thin um, on defense or or otherwise so, throw some shade at blade here <laughs> Blade is fake cheese. He posts three GLs. He's a cheese motherfucker. It's, it's not real cheese. I'm gonna die on this hill. That I guess hold all six GLs. Or I'm, I'm denying it's, you your title. It's that soy cheese. It's not actually real. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Set three GLs on defense is not cheese. It's literally like, half. What are we I, doing I here? Had, I had so uh, I I was in a round where the guy that's placed, balanced. Uh, JMK Ray and Lord Vader in the front, and then his back was what you would call cheese. Like, there wasn't a good team in the back. Everyone's like, he cheesed, he cheesed. He said JMK, Lord Vader, and Ray. Like, that's not that's not full-on cheese. It's three bad teams on defense. Don't, Bring don't 3v3 give... back. I need people to remember. We need to go back to the Dark Ages where, like, posting Eddie Jail is like, oh, you idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason I like 3v3. It's like, there's not, there's not a huge reason to place a ton of GLs on it. Like, it, yeah. Because because the off. the off meta the off meta options are just so sparse yeah. they're so frustrating. Extremely limited. How many off meta counters do you have to GLs in three v three? Like two, Wampa. It's Wampa. The, yeah, it's the reason why a, a lot of people are worried for three v three to come back because we have all these guys that have punched up so high. Um, you know where they're face. You know they have two GLs and they're facing guys with six, and it's like if three v three comes back, like. I mean, yeah, 
they what do you do? Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> what do you do against that? <laughs> yeah. If, if it's six feet two, I'm putting four on defense. Exactly. Two on defense. And there yeah. we go. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, 3v3, like, we, we, we placed so few GLs on defense. We used to call Newt GL Newt. Cause so, so we felt right. like we had more <laughs> GLs on defense. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have GL Wampa here pretty soon if we have 3v3. <laughs> I, I really do, man. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be crazy in threes. Actually, come to think, I haven't thought about that, but he's he's gonna be completely nuts. Someone should finally increase the teams. Yeah. Someone yes. in the chat mentioned the idea of a hybrid five v five and three v three board, and no. you know what? If that's what it takes to stop having a full three v three board from ever happening again, I'm down. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's give it a shot. Oh man, can you imagine that board? You you fight four 5v5 teams and then you get to the back and it's 3v3 and you're like, what do I do now? (laughs) Can you imagine them the just like what if every zone had that though? You're like, okay, so there's there's like two 5v5 and three 3v3 in in this zone. Like and you're like, okay, so I want to use Ray on this team, just for example. And you're like, okay, so I'll use these other two characters with her, but but like those two characters might be needed in a 5v5 match elsewhere. You know, like she, she might, you might want, I don't know. It, it's just the, the mental, the bendiness that's going to be required. It'll be, I, I would, I would try it. I think it'd be extremely challenging though. It'd require okay. more strategy than, than either of the two by far. Oh yeah. yeah. They're, they're, especially they, they split it between walls and like, you know, you don't know what's in the back wall. You don't know what, if it's a 3v3 ray in the back or a 5v5, that oh, adds like this control. <laughs> but even, which even, for, which? even being forgetting about 3v3, you know what a real mix zone might look like is one fleet and one 5v5 character zone oh, in each uh, in each zone. Imagine Don't you that, that I, I can see them Don't doing you that. that evil on me I, I think they could actually do that. I think that's more likely. That, than, that than is more feasible than, than mixing up. It is. Exactly. That is more feasible than mixing up 3v3 and 5v5 if you have like three 5v5 uh, fleets, character fleets, uh, character zones, and then one fleet in each zone. And then one, uh, the fourth <laughs> one is just character zones. That is more likely than a 3v3, 5v5 mix zone. Yeah, I would say so too. I can see, I can totally see yeah. them doing that. <laughs> yeah, awful. So painful, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can you imagine executors sitting there right front bottom and you're like, I need to clear this executor just to get to the back zone. What am I going to do? (laughs) I would be more worried about executor in the back zone. And like, there's something, you know, that's like, Oh, this was my one counter that I had for executor, but uh, you know, I got to kill negotiator with my malevolence. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine, imagine trying to save your multi-shot of executor, (laughs) the the potential for a multi-shot. You're like, I I have to save these three teams to be, to to be potentially beat executor. So what do I have? What do I have left to be able to beat this? Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Rebels, go. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sounds painful. What I'm hearing is we need a triathlon mode where you play Grand <laughs> Arena, Territory Battles, and Conquest with your entire roster, but you can only use each character in one mode. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Hell Week next week is bad enough. Don't don't you? Is that next week? Yes. It is. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, okay, thank wow. you. What is Conquest? Conquest, Lightside Territory Battle, and Grand Arena all at once. Yeah. Huh. That'll, be a, that'll be the doozy. It's not Hell Week if you just ignore Conquest for a week. <laughs> well, That's so. The secret. 
I, I saw your post on that one, sir. <laughs> fatal. That was funny. That and it, realistically, like I look back on how I did conquest the past two times with this conquest, and I finished it in a week each time. Like, it, so you can do that. But then I get paranoid. Like, oh no, what That's if I, me. what if I, what if I need an extra day? <laughs> What if I get into a car wreck and I'm dying? <laughs> well, I've never thought that one. But... And then you won't get Interceptor 2. Uh, it's just it'd be it's terrible. Just terrible. I'd, be, I'd tell my wife, like, hey, hand me my phone. <laughs> In the hospital with casts on both arms. <laughs> I'd tell her how to play. I'd be Do like, exactly hey. as I tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the screenshot that has come to conquests. My boys would be all about it, man. They'd be all over that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as you get you have reinforcement sex. Yeah, it's nice, man. Actually, it's not like they don't listen at all. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying they're kids. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Gosh, um, I gave, gave my eight-year-old the game the other day. I was like, okay, you can do my galactic war because you can just sim it if, if they if he somehow messes it up, but you can't. I mean, you can't lose with the galactic legend. And so so I'm like, dude, you're taking forever though. It's been half an hour. Like, what's he's he's tried he tried to solo. I have I have my chief Nebet, the you know, the Jawa leader, uh, up to relic five <laughs> or four. And he's he's trying to solo galactic war with just Chief Nebet. <laughs> I was like, what? that's what? good content, man. <laughs> just like, uh, that's fine. Like, you have to find, you know, like try to use a GL and it's over way too quick. So, I guess, like, Chief Nebbit's the way you find challenge, but man, it took him so long to do it. At least bring in Scavenger. <laughs> right. But no. <laughs> oh. No. And, and then after, after, I think it eventually. He, he like got bored of that and so he brought in my relic uh five tuscan and that was that went a little quicker so you know uh, anyways all right, all right. so speaking speaking of gls let's get to another question um lord vader is a gl maybe not on defense anymore um so Let's say you have five GLs, you don't have Star Killer, and you don't have Lord Vader. Who are you going after next? Uh, whoever you're closer to. Uh, that, that's essentially the boat that I was in about a month ago. And both of them are very good. Like Lord Vader, Star Killer, they both have very good assets. Like if you're really, really close to Mara Jade, um, like if she's at six, five or six stars, something like that, Devil Head for Star Killer. If you're just sitting on relic levels waiting for Lord Vader, then aim for him. That, that's that's the decision I made. Depends yeah. on the rest of your roster, probably, but you would hit Star Killer kind of sooner. But it's like you pick up the good marquee characters, but then suddenly like Star Killer is like kind of cheap, and uh, like his gear himself is bad, right? If I remember right. Yeah. Uh, but the bill comes yeah. due when you're like, oh man, this is great. I got Kyle Katarn. Let's go look at these other rebel fighters. What's up? And you just pull up Kara. And you're like, oh. I see what yeah. I don't know. It's such a hard choice because the Star Killer, when you form those characters, you are really putting yourself behind in the relic like department. Yeah. And if, if you're just, you know, if you're farming them cantina and that's the only way you're going with it. So you're gonna you're going to really feel that for a while 
Whereas, like, if you go for Galactic Legend, you're gonna feel it more in the you know the ticket the ticket grind, but you can still give yourself those relic materials and and continue upgrading. You know, you're like, hey, I want to bring five to R nine, right? Like, I gotta have you know so many fragmented signal data to do this, and and you could still do that uh, while while that's happening. So I don't know, it's tough because the I think the the big killer with with Star Killer is that. Yeah, it, it eats up your relic farming. Yeah, but that's for... so that's that's my problem on my alt where I actually I unlocked Lord Vader and I'm sitting here and I have about five characters that I want to get up on relics to keep up with the game. And I'm like, if I go for Starkiller, I'm going to be behind on five important characters for relics for what I, I think it's three weeks per character. So for two months in a week i can't catch up on the rest of the characters it's it's a tough it's tough um and so i've just put off star killer so that i can get all these characters up to r7 and keep up in kyber one uh, yeah i mean uh, my my alt i've been i've been thinking trying to figure out what i want to do for it um of trying to get the star killer or, or not like the the biggest question for me like i still have on that account like i'm farming general kenobi or jedi master kenobi shards right now and and that'll be my second gl on that account uh so i i could still have four gls that i'm working on i could easily fail a full year and then by that time all those characters will be what's it called like enhanced or you know like they're double you can do the double farm like you get double shards for it um and that that might accelerated accelerated there yeah. you go there you go i don't know these things apparently so um but but that's that's the real question is can i you know can i afford to wait for a year probably on that account well and then the question becomes so the requirements are low but do you have visa smart <laughs> i mean if, if you don't have lord vader yeah right. you probably don't have visa smart up at relics yet either and i know why wouldn't you <laughs> right right and i, I, I know do you have can use there are some people on discord but i, I actually have one friend who is a really big fan of visas mar and he does have her so there there's that yeah I'm... how are you a, how do you become a fan of visas mar just out of curiosity <laughs> you grew up on old republic i'm pretty sure that did it for you <laughs> i guess uh, well, I was thinking of Juhani actually just now. That's that's who filled my head. But yeah, Juhani, I don't know because like she wasn't even that great in Kotor. Like she was right. You could just kill her. Like that's how important yeah. she was. I know. The first time I played <laughs> through, I totally just did kill her and moved on. And then I re- and then the second time I played through, I was like, oh, she's a playable character. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So sort of sort of attached to this character or to this question is we had lord vader announced last july he's released in september we now have eighteen thousand lord vaders in the game um how long is too long of a gap between gls so they they can't go more than a year I mean, GLs have been released once in six months, right? Or has it been more than that? Uh, I think it's been more close to I seven. Yeah. Was, was, let, hold on, let me think. Because so, Ray was 
announced like, this up. Ray and Kylo were announced in January, and then Jedi Master Luke and C came out in October, right? Hmm. Let's find out. Yes, you're correct. So yeah. this current gap that we're having is the longest without it a is. GL. Yeah, by sure. far. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Right. It, it already which, came I, out. I, I'm okay if they do a one year type of cycle. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it should go beyond a year. Like a year and a half for another GL. That's that's, that's way too long. Coming from someone who doesn't have them all. And I think what the, the approach that they went with last time, which is staggering the light side and, and dark side GLs, that works better than releasing yeah. both the light side and dark side GLs together and having people scramble or choose between one or the other. Uh, that at least staggers the whole schedules out and, and shortens the time between, uh, between when we have to select GLs. But, yeah. but even, even after Lord Vader, it's, it's been, I think, too long since we've, uh, we've had a GL. Yeah. The new GL already came out. It's called Grand Arena. It's it's been killing all like all of my resource stores permanently ever since. It's well, have all, yeah. Have you looked at like Second Sister Gar Saxon ISC gear? I'm down like 500 carbs. I feel like the GL's already here. I did ISC today. I did ISC today. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I, I did Jawas. I, I was bored, so it's like, hey, let me do Jawas now. I never. If you would ask me like four years ago. Hey, when are you going to get up those Jawas past being able to do the crit damage mods? I would have looked at you and said, I'm not. And then here I am with Relic 5 Jawas now. Yeah. What else the, might the I issue, gear up? The, the issue with, uh, with releasing a GL is it comes with a certain expectation because GLs are like this, this whole strata of character above the others. Yeah. And when you release a GL, it implies a huge resource investment. And after that, if the GL comes out to be under par, like Lord Vader, you're going to have a revolt in your hand. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's difficult for CG because you want them to be powerful enough to justify the investment and also not powerful enough so that, you know, people who don't have them, uh, have them become, uh, you know, completely disillusioned and, and you know, leave the game. Uh, so there, there's this very fine balance to strike. I think they, they struck the right balance with JMK they made him powerful enough or maybe or slightly too powerful, maybe, because there are not that many off-meta counters available. But Lord Vader he's really good the other for way what he costs. Yeah, so, he's, he's, yeah. He's really I, good for what he costs. I don't think we have a Lord Vader problem. I think we have a JMK set unreasonable expectations problem. I can agree with that. I, I think JML and so C were much good. more balanced. Yeah. JMK is just so strong. He's like, everything yeah. you do... And for such good wrecks. Right. Like R7GG, right. oh no. Yeah, yeah I, I, he's amazing, man. Uh, that's what I, for the level of investment that it costs for Lord Vader, like you need you need eight, or sorry, eight, you need four yeah. relic eights, uh, not to mention all this other, like, and, and a lot of those characters, <laughs> right? And a lot of those characters are just kind of garbage feeling. You're like, man, why? That's just, it feels bad. And then you get Lord Vader and you're like, well, okay, at least he's going to be like, I, I even got Maul. This is going to be great. I'm going to jump in. He's going to be the same level as Jedi Master Kenobi. And Kenobi's like, no, like no one is as good as me by a, an enormous margin. Like Kenobi, you just put, like you place him on defense. It requires a specific team to be like, there's very few teams that actually beat him. And if someone's used all the resources, they have a misstep or something like He's really tough to zerg down too. Lord yeah, Vader I think that's not. why 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh, just Lord Vader, you can zerg down easy. Like I've done it a million times. Not that it's always a great strategy on my end, but like uh, some of the reason I do it is because it's easy and it's then I have good resources for the rest of the board. But go ahead, Pardik, what were you saying? No, I was just going to say, I mean, that's why I think don't sleep on these inquisitors that are coming out. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, it, it's kind of like Bad Batch where they got introduced one by one and and people were kind of in isolation. Like, I don't really get where this is going, but, you know, CG's MO is identify imbalance and then sell the solution to it. Oh, and, I mean, I think if you look at what the Inquisitor kits are doing, you can sort of, I think, look ahead and imagine when you add... I guess they said maybe one one or two more marquees and then Grand Inquisitor. Like that seems to be the territory war star killer equivalent with an eye towards being a JMK counter in territory yep. wars. Yeah. And well, I, I think that's, that's that's an awkward transition. I think you're right, Part, just saying that. I think you're totally right, but it's a little bit of an awkward transition because we got the Lord Vader variation with that with uh Dad Bod, Boba. Like he is essentially like he he seemed to be marketed him and Fennec seemed to be marketed in TW to be a Lord Vader counter and it was really awkward because Lord Vader was a higher investment and he came out later so it, it, the whole you're right but I think the whole thing just felt weird. I just like I th- on the topic of like JMK setting expectations too high maybe part of it was just that JMK is so like I don't say brain dead there there are like choices you can make in his modding but like for the most part you put that team down and it's gonna do what it's gonna do. Like it, it carries. Lovitter's not bad on defense. I got two holds on him on defense this week. Like he's got options. It's just way more involved than. Yeah. The the, the thing with Lord Vader is for the Lord Vader team to be effective, you need high relics on on everyone. And uh, you know if other GLs, more or less, you can get maybe the GL itself needs to be high relics, but the other characters you can get away with slightly lower relics just because of the way the mechanics works. For a Lord Vader team to be really effective, you need high relics on, on almost everyone. And that on top of the existing, uh, you know, resource drain that you already have to get Lord Vader is I think, uh, you know, what what sets sets him apart from the from the others. Like my JMK team, the other the relics on the other characters are are pretty low, like R three to R five for most of them, and it still does you know decently well. Uh, it does what it's expected to do. But my Lord Vader team, same same case, R three to R five, it just doesn't perform. For for me to have the same level of ex- expectation, I need to sink a ton of relics into them. Yeah, yeah, I think has... that's true. Sorry, go ahead, Fable. I was just gonna say CG has shifted their design philosophy towards. Like the the days of like you relic this one character and the squad is solid are not fully gone, of course, but like it's definitely going the way of the Dino, right? You have like squads like Mon Mothma who have like their team relic share. You have Lord Vader who's looking to mass relic steal. You also have the fact that it's like a stall team where, hey, they put out Lord Vader and then they put out a relic tier that benefits tanks. That's weird, right? Like across the board, it, it does just feel like they are trying to. You know, I still have like a relic one Bastila. I have a relic agent on Aunt Luke. Is that has that backfired on me sometimes? Yeah. Am I usually killing SLK teams? Yeah. Like I don't think that's something that CG necessarily wants to see. Yeah, I think in addition to that, with Lord Vader too, it's that there are a lot of attractive uses for like his natural allies and other teams. 
And so I think like L, like Vader is kind of one of the GLs that people are very tempted to go cheap on and like setting him on defense, but the non-ideal Ward Vader teams just like fall apart against a lot of off meta stuff. Oh yeah. You know, right? Yeah. Like you really like it's one of those teams where if like you set it cheaply and you might as well hold it because you're just open to so many things. Whereas, you know, the other GLs that is somewhat true, but you get, I think, a bit more leeway in varying the compositions before you just open the floodgates to all kinds of cheap answers to them. And so, like, you have a lot of people being like, oh, I want to use, you know, I want to hold Maul for this and hold Vader for that and, like, you know, hold Thrawn or or whatever. And, like, once you start picking apart the sort of ideal Lord Vader allies and putting them on other teams, then, you know, it just, it loses its defensive value really fast. I will say, people, like, tend to be pretty critical of Lord Vader getting killed by bounty hunters, but, like, how long have people been posting SLK to die to JKR JKL? Oh, my God. So often. And I feel like JKR JKL is a cheaper team than bounty hunters, especially with how good bounty hunters are now. Like, on some level, especially now that SLK is actually, like, he's started to reach like critical mass, right? Like that nine count keeps on going up on a lot of top end teams. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I fought a relic nine Faust. It did not go well. Right. <laughs> like that. I, I know, I know it's like very, very top, top centric, like mostly barring and like, I mean, my fossil's like relic five until hopefully a few days from now. <laughs> right. Like if JK or J Hill goes away, the dino, and then Lord Vader is just eating, you know, bounty hunters or whatever on defense instead. I feel like the GL situation is still like, if anything, like it costs a little bit more now, right? Like they'll save JKR for BAM or whatever or something, right? But like, I don't know, SLK's eating a GL again potentially. Like, that's not that bad of a trade, I feel like. I'm down. I'll save my mall. Well, take, so, your, take your bounty hunters. Use that Zim. <laughs> so there's two things that are pet peeves on, on the campus server right now. It's everyone that says, Lord Vader is trash on defense. Well, did you set him with Maul? No. Okay. And then the other one is Lord Vader gets beat by a non-GL. And then I list off every GL other than JMK that gets beat by a non-GL. And they're like, well, Vader cost more. It's like, I I feel like it it just bothers me because I've gone up against the Vader when... And, and Zareth, I know you say he's easy to pick apart, and he is easier than Jedi Master Kenobi to pick apart, but I went up against somebody that placed five GLs on defense, and I had five GLs on defense, and there's a Vader standing at the end on both on both sides of the, uh, the board, and thank God uh, he gave me the bottom and I gave him the top, and that's why I got the win, but if you don't have the teams to pick him apart, like... Lord Vader is a scary, scary team when it, the right team is put down. So yeah. he's, he's easy for me to pick apart. But, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, that, that's what I hate about whatever everyone gangs up on Lord Vader and calls him, you know, Lord Failure or whatever. And I'm just like, guys, like I, I beat one with Troopers a while back. Like he's a gear 12 storm. Like right. if, if everyone saw the JMK instead of Cat had a gear 12 guardian, you don't make fun of JMK. You make fun of the player. Like that's that's how that works, <laughs> right? And 
it, it's just completely un, unequal treatment. Like I, I, yeah, I went up against a really good Lord Vader recently with SLKR and within a minute, they decimated my entire team except, except SLKR. Like it's, I don't, I don't get why there's this huge distinction where JMK is allowed to have the best team in the world, but Lord Vader just can't. And he sucks because of that. One like clash made a point in the chat. Like you take cat away from a Kenobi team on defense. Oh yeah. He's that's, garbage. That's vulnerable oh, yeah. to bad batch. Bad oh, batch. Or, like, bad pass, right? like, I mean, the problem is cat. Yeah. Right. Like you, this is right. I mean, this is true for most of the GLs that like you, you take some of the ideal allies away and the teams fall apart. But... Okay. So we've already slandered uh, Supreme Leader Kylo on defense, but take Hux away from Supreme Leader Kylo oh, on yeah. defense? Oh, oh yeah. gosh. He loses <laughs> yeah. CLS. On CLS, offense. troopers, you pick a team and he, he loses to them. Um, yeah. Or even the, you mentioned the SLKR Sith Empire team. Someone said that against me a while ago. Not a while ago, last match. We used troopers against it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I had it I had it set like against Huck, me. Huck's and, no longer you because TM, all right, fair game. <laughs> yeah, I had it set against me, and I learned that my veers needed to stop being R4 and needed a couple more relics. Because ever I tested this team so much in arena. Um and at 12.4k offense, my troopers slaughter the team. Like you lose shore trooper, yeah. you don't even need why you lose shore trooper, and you know the rest of the troopers kill it. This bastard had an R9 though, and which was much higher than 12.4k. And every time Veers died, and once Veer just dies, you know the troopers kind of die. Oh damn it! This is where not having enough relics is killing me. <laughs> Yeah, and then there was the, there's another comment in the in the comments about uh, dark side versus light side GLs. I think the there's another dimension to Lord Vader, which is in there, is that he's a dark side GL, and by nature, light side GLs are the ones who not only boost their own mastery but mastery of the team around them. They ensure their yeah. survival. They ensure protection recovery. They ensure that their their, their allies recover mastery as well. Light uh, dark side GLs, on the other hand only increase their own mastery and often at the expense of their allies, which is why you get low banners on offense, which is why it's yeah. easier to zerg down the the uh, the rest of the team and then uh, you know focus on clean them clean up the soul GL by themselves. Whether it's Sith Eternal or whether it's uh, SLKR or Lord Vader, uh, because of the selfish nature of their kits, because they can only increase their own mastery, not of their of their allies. It's just it, it, it's just uh, you know it, it's by nature easier to zerg down than the light side GLs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well. So. Yes. <laughs> if if they just switch Lord Vader's kit to not absorb negative mastery. <laughs> oh yeah, that that would have that's, been a oh that's, like, that's so dumb. That's you know, so that is the dumbest mechanic in game because Lord Vader yeah. does actually he's he's kind of the anti-dark side GL because with that he with that middle ability he keeps his friends alive for the most part. Yeah. But keeping them alive against Supreme Leader Kylo just means that he's gonna hit for one damage at the end of the fight. Um, yeah that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah there, there, there was one fight where it was just crew I, I messed up with troopers and it was just crew and uh, Lord Vader and yeah I siphoned crew completely 
he absorbed all of, all of his anti-mastery or whatever you want to call it, negative mastery. He was just screwed for the rest of the battle. It was, for me, it was great, but it's it's a dumb mechanic, man. It's so yeah. dumb. Yeah. They say that that wasn't supposed to be able to happen. But it does. <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying, yeah. I, like, I'm just wondering if that was the intent, like if that's something they might actually sometime fix, or is that just going to be permanent? I don't know if we've ever had a statement of intent, but I also like was a bug that never actually made on that. I, well, I don't, think I, don't so. know. I don't. I don't remember no. one being made, but they, I, could, they've I, said, I mean, it makes sense in the game mechanics. Like, I, I, I get where why the game would understand that. Well, they've said. Yeah, they, that, said, yeah, they said they were looking into the zombie interaction with the uh, SLKR against LV, but they never did anything about it. Well, I, I don't think, think they they're going to that about it. Because the win rates just frankly aren't that good. Yeah, yeah. it's it, if you're putting down the right team, and I really got them is this justification of their post about like we're taking into account if the team has just crap mods or crap comp. Like they're not gonna go ahead and buff a GL when someone's putting down garbage with it and it's not winning. Right, because the the true strong comp. I mean, that's Prim Leader Kylo, like four man had what a uh, 38% winning percentage you add KRU and it, it completely makes it a little more solid but they were like oh it, you you actually place a good team and it's 38% winning percentage yeah we don't need to do, do anything about that I don't know if they really want to kill SLKNS just put out Marin give her GAC Omicron <laughs> Make people not want to use Dawkins, I'll be another team. This seems like a very easy, <laughs> oh, okay, easy. Maybe not, but. Well, and I, I feel like they know that they need to do that because it, it feels so awkward. And of all the factions that need a little pick me up, it feels really weird that NS does not have an Omicron anywhere. Like it, it I I think it's so, I, I think they have a plan to bring in Marum. I, I think they have a plan because it just doesn't make sense. Well, uh, what faction do the devs hate the most in the whole world? And it's Nice Sisters. Nice Sisters. It's yeah. Nice. Like, they hate Nice Sisters. They, they rue the day they made Nice Sisters cool. Because, like, <laughs> they wanted to fire whoever made Zombies Kit so badly. <laughs> serious, seriously. Like, I, I really enjoy that, them as a faction. Like, there'd be a big uproar if they just, like, hey, we're just, uh, you, know, you, don't, you don't get Nice Sisters as you know them anymore. Uh, but at the same time, they, they just can't, they can't stop failing around that mechanic. And, like, yeah. giving them an Omicron, they're like, you know what? We never knew what the player base could do with this combo like we have no idea but we had no idea and we still we, don't know we, yeah like yeah. okay let's just we have like a kind of an idea now but if we give them an omicron all bets are off yeah. like, oh my god can like, you imagine who, who knows just maybe it's night sisters like it's not that hard well you know what they should do <laughs> create the omicron and part of the omicron be like the sith eternal kit where it prevents revives <laughs> and just have oh, it like that. Oh gosh, yeah. like take give, take out their signature mechanic. Give old Daka I mean, a mechanic I, that she can actually stun lock Ray, huh? <laughs> I mean, I, I always thought like that'll never not be funny. I, I always thought the logical Night Sister fix was to make whichever of the two zombie uniques as the revive just only trigger if all allies were Night Sisters at the yes. start of battle. Yeah. Like that just yeah. seems like such a that obvious fix. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I think like I can, the I can see why CG would be concerned about making changes to the GL kits in order to solve the Nightsister problem. Sure. But like they don't have to do that. They can just change the zombie unique. And so it's like very confusing to me why that hasn't been done. It's, it's if CG thinks fix. this is a balance problem. Right. It's such an easy fix. Um, but granted, I don't I think they need to fix the Supreme Leader Kylo first Lord Vader thing. Um, and yes, I, I've used it this season. Um, but when I use it, it's I get like a 57 or at best on it. Like, and I've timed out with it as well. Like, it, it's not as good of a counter against well relict teams. Like, if you have an R9 Vader, an R9 Royal Guard, and then R8 on everybody else. Supreme Leader Kylo has a very good chance of timing out on the team. And and my Kylo is an offense Kylo. Uh, I don't have speed on him. And I still run into the chance of timing out on the team. Like every time I do it. So I don't think CG is ever going to touch that interaction. Yeah, I think this probably just goes back to what we were just talking about with the JMK cat thing where it's like, hey – you know, like, like I, I, I'm putting down the team. Cause like I put down the, 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 the best team. Right. And like, I mean, I got SLK yard a few times and it's just like, you know, that's, that's just kind of like, I've, I've accepted that, you know, like if they have, if they can play it right and they can play it well, then it probably is still going to work. And uh, yeah, like it's just one of those things where I think it feels bad because you you like look over at JMK Cat and you're like man what the hell <laughs> but ultimately like you know it if it's like that's just part of the game right now and maybe it maybe it changes soon um, the one thing is that yeah like the the meta you know or whatever we want to call it it is constantly shifting and pretty soon you're not gonna be able to give up Daka and Night Sister Zombie to counter you know uh uh you know lord vader or whatever the case is like these things are constantly in in a ebb and flow and yeah. that's what's good about gac and and territory wars as well is that there's just this ebb and flow about like what can we give up here versus what do i have to keep and you know my biggest problem with the the kylo first uh lord vader counter it is so hard to give up what and like logically, I sit there and think, "Oh, I'm using Watt to counter a GL. That's that's fantastic. Like that's an even trade. I'm okay with that." But then I look at every other team on the board. I'm like, "Oh man, I really want Watt for this team." And it's it's the case of I want Watt on every team, and it's like, so why don't I just use Jedi Master Luke against this Lord Vader? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's dude. I. I the more GLs I put down on defense, the more I realized how Watt is someone I could put put on some annoying defensive team. It's, it's been it's been kind of fun to explore that. Um, someone placed a placed Watt against like on a Lord Vader team with Maul um, against me the other a, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know it was, it was a fun idea because it, it kind of messed with me. Like I still beat it, but it was. I don't know. I've I've been really enjoying trying to explore Watt on other teams, but you know, 
I actually had one match where I didn't even use him. I was like, gosh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> so you could throw him on your last team. Just say, oh, good, I used him. Okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> met the prerequisites here to be a good person. But... <clears throat> You know what I'm uh, really impressed about is we are more than an hour into the stream and we haven't talked about fleets at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's coming. Ruined end all. Don't worry, Andal. Don't worry. That's coming. That's, that's, hey, wait, wait. Hey, I got to use the bathroom. Can you guys wait to talk about that until we get back? Yes. Thank you. Yes, yeah. No. No, Gom. All right. All right. I was hey, about to say we've got a whole hour and we had Gom hasn't even talked yet. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so we'll break out a different question first. Well, Gom is AFK. So we've had phase one of the gear change. They've hinted that phase two is still coming. Um, Let's let's baselessly speculate since we've got no hints. What do you think that they could or should do with the phase two of the gear change? And Endal, why why don't we start with you? Um, phase two of the gear change. Um, what's, what's phase one again? Uh, I'm not sure if I... It was putting the stun cuffs and stun guns into challenges. And they have some other yeah. stuff they said they were going to do they haven't done yet. Like put uh, double drops for gear into hard nodes. Yeah, that, that hasn't happened yet. Um, they also put the extra gear in the when you complete your daily, oh, daily yeah, challenges yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Mm. So I'm assuming, stuff. Yeah. assuming, yeah. So from the sounds of it, it looks like phase two is going to make uh, it easier to get gear some of these older characters, which uh, which I think I would fully welcome. I think, you know, it, it probably might, I, I really don't know what it entails. I mean, does that mean that, uh, you know, newer characters might require more harder to get gear like, like, uh, like uh, you know, the... What do they call them? Tyros, yeah. yeah. Tyros and yeah. stuff. That's 100% what it means. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, yes. <laughs> has, the, has there been a character released yet that hasn't required at least 150 to get him to gear 12? No. I, I think so. GB, no. GBA was the last one that didn't. And like Kairos did yeah. exist when he was released. So, yeah. you know, there's that. I thought there was yeah. one character. I was like, wow, I don't think I played any. But now I just don't look. So I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it was GBA. Because Dark Revan came up before him, and Dark Revan was the introduction yeah. of Kairos, and then we got him. And not only was he on a Cantina note, but he'd like needed like almost no Kairos, and it was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, uh, I would say like I think whatever the actual change is going to be, the motivation for the change is going to be making it easier for new players to catch up to encourage new players spending. Well, yes, that's what, that's what, that's where should be coming from. Yeah. 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 yeah, I agree. I uh, so Carvantes are still <laughs> now that they made the phase one gear changes, stun guns. I always have plenty of stun guns. Um, uh, I still on both accounts have like 50 Carvantes and never more yeah. than 50 Carvantes because, like, I just I geared up all my Jawas and I geared them up from gear eight up to R5 and. It takes so many Carvantes to do that. Like, so many. Where I, another character needs a stun gun. I'm like, oh, great. I have 150 stun gun salvage. Oh, nope. Don't have the Carvantes right now. <laughs> so, 
and I know somebody in chat is going to throw out, I have 800 Carbontes right now. Well, I hate you. Um, but <laughs> but Carbontes are no longer a problem when I can finally gear Biston. Like when I have Biston, Biston right. gear, then we can stop complaining. Like it's, it's, it's just too much. Yeah, I, I think that's the gear for, well. first. Yes. I'll do them both together that for that one. U-Wing oh, at the same time. Oh, yeah. man, I pity people that have neglected U-Wing <laughs> right now. Yep. I think I cried uh, whenever I did it. You pity me, Gom. I have 95 Oh, you Carbonties poor fellow you. Yeah, that's... And yeah. a gear, gear 8 SRP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so I think that phase two... I don't care about any other piece of gear. Make Carvantes easier because for the new players, uh, it's, it's uh, you need something like fifty thousand Carvantes or something to gear all the characters up. It's like some ridiculous number that was posted on Reddit one time. Um, it, it's stupid high. But it, I have to I have to go check and see how many I have now. Uh, don't, don't do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like we talk about it. If you're coming in as a newer, newish player, gear 11, like when we started the game, it was what gear eight and then gear 10 and then gear 11, then gear 12. Like that's we progressively climbed. I wasn't even here for this. I, I started in gear 12, was the, the a thing. Yeah. But like so I, I didn't know that. But when gear 12 was a thing, gear 11 <laughs> characters were uh, useful. Yeah, right it. now, yes. if you get a, a character up to gear 11, Unless it's like Aiden, who's just got an absurdly good kit, or Kyle Katarn, who has an absurdly good kit. Like a gear 11 Biston, what the hell is a gear 11 Biston going to do other than not go before negotiator and fleet? Gross. Like, like it, you need to be at relics with so many characters that having the Carbontes, um, <laughs> you know, they, they, that's, that's kind of the breaking point for new players. Ooh. Well done. Yeah. KW Swaga with five gifted subs. Thank you so much. Damn. Yeah, we're at the point where like like uh Partick was saying, it's like I'm at I'm more worried about people that are newer getting people to gear like get them to get them to gear 12.5 and have that be like where they're like, oh man, I'm like I'm stuck. Because so that way they can be like, okay. I buy the 100 Kairos so that way I can relic five my characters and you're still behind. <laughs> but <laughs> like, you know, you can't make the catch up so drastic that like, you know, people that are playing for a week are, you know, all of a sudden coming back up to people that have been playing for two years. But at the same time, we, I think we're, we're starting to feel that, that expanse where all of us guys that have been playing for four five, six years are, so much further ahead like it's not even comparable yeah. yeah i feel like i feel like for for uh you know uh later players like players who started off like really early and are in end game right now the squeeze has has shifted from uh or cg is deliberately trying to shift the squeeze from gear over to relic levels like the you yes. know farming yeah. oh, yeah. for for relic levels is where end game players are currently being squeezed and farming for gear levels is where early game players are currently being squeezed yeah. so i think they deliberately made that distinction to uh, enable uh, you know that uh, that that's that, to put the squeeze sure. on on two distinct uh, levels of players so yeah. let me ask you all real quick oh. i know we've had people playing for varying lengths of time so do you all use suh events gear 
What's that? Uh, I have for the, like, the, and yeah, the one, the, the, the one that's you like put in characters to see yeah. like how yeah. much gear you need. Yes, have I you do, all put yes. in the Inquisitors? No. no. <laughs> well, I I just clicked the the upgrade button because there was it's a lot pluses. of Kairos. I got a bunch of them the gear yeah. ten. I, I <laughs> so. stop at the Kairos. I stop yeah. at the Kairos <laughs> until I'm ready to go all the way. <laughs> at least for me, and I I. I started playing around Trey, so I know that I'm like not the oldest account, but at least for me, CG has now shifted. It feels like there's new bottlenecks. So across the three Inquisitors so far, y'all know the Mark Six Duts? Oh, yeah. Mark Six what? The Mark Six uh, Detonators. Like the Mark Fives and Decarbonates, uh, except for yes, yes, Mark yes, Six. Yeah, yeah. The one that, those are the ones that had speed, right? Yeah, that's how uh, yeah. I think of them, yeah. too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Six speed. Okay, continue. Sorry. Oh. There's a lot of those starting to be needed. Like, it suddenly, and this is almost dangerous territory, because if you needed to chew through Kairos, carbs, and even guns, you had options. It feels like the yeah. new characters are suddenly pushing on. It's like the Rancor stuff, right? It's like Mark V Furnaces, Mark VI Deaths, uh, the Mark Seven Square thingies. I don't know what they're called. I, I feel yeah. like ever since the gear phase change, I feel like I've seen those start to go up in requirements a lot. And I just don't have them. And if you're yeah, like, yeah, okay, I need to go farm them. It's just like the guild store. Yeah, they're requiring all the gear that you've been salvaging for the last three months because you have so much of it. You know, now all yeah. of a sudden, yeah. It, who was it? I did somebody the other day. I didn't have, I had zero MK4 Carbontes. Yeah, the Mark IV. Oh, yeah. 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 I had none. I couldn't finish a character. I, there was none in the store. And I was like, well... This is odd, you know. This is something I used to bitch about getting for the rancor. I now have none. I, I don't. I don't know where they went. Yeah. Might have been the bad batch or something, but they're they're getting slick. They're getting slick with it now. Yeah, but call, uh, call this a PSA or something is just yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm also extremely screwed on relic materials right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if you're thinking like, oh man, I have like 800 Carbonis, uh, 9,000 stun guns. I'm so good for Grand Inquisitor when this comes out. <laughs> You're going to go to upgrade those characters, and there's going to be some gray spots. You're going to be like, all right, well, what's wrong here? You need <laughs> droid collars. I, I, I assume that the new gear requirement, like the new gear allocation, is basically determined by their data collection about what people are turning in for salvage. Oh, yeah. Like it's basically uh, like oh, whatever, whatever is scarce is what we're going to require. Well, what's that would be very is, smart the the raid pieces those raid pieces are not easy to get you can't really request them from your guilds it's in like the guild store yeah. and i think sometimes the shard shop and that's like that's kind of it like on some level if you don't start working on this stuff now your options are just going to be like shipments or wait and like that's that's legitimately almost going to be it yeah i yes because who was it it was like Oh, I know Arnold fell into the Mark IV Carvanti trap. And some there was another streamer and that fell into the same exact trap where they unlocked the GL and they're like, ah, oh, we're gonna do testing tonight. And then no, you're not. <laughs> Mark IV Carvantes came and they, they were willing to to spend on it and they just weren't in any of the stores and they refreshed the store like five times and all right. Well, we're, we'll do the stream tomorrow, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not the only one. Okay, good. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> you you definitely are not. <laughs> yeah, oh, I have a dumb question, actually. Didn't, like, CG made an announcement that they were going to permit 
converting salvage to full pieces like within yeah. the java scavenger yep. menu thing is that isn't live that yet? done it is it's live. oh yeah i'm just looking at it i made a couple uh mark three hollow projectors today yeah i was gonna say that's the one thing that like not having a character to craft anymore i miss because the exchange rate for like the salvages oh, yeah. is really I, bad i've but... had I ludicrous made... man <laughs> i made the joke the other day of well, now that they did this, I don't have to keep IG-86 at gear 8 for the hollow projector anymore. Right. Now you have to keep him at gear 8 because he's IG-86. I was going to say, you're going to slam him to gear 13? For, like, for, mecha ah, for mechanics reasons. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. On that note, let's talk about fleet because Endall is forcing it upon us. Um, yeah, Endall, damn it all. So half, half of the questions that we've kind of ignored tonight uh, are about fleets. So without giving away your defenses, um, how are you looking at the adding of the fleet on defense now? Because obviously... You know, so many people did the, we're just going to malevolence the executor. And if it doesn't work, well, two to four tap it. Um, that's not, that's not a guaranteed thing that you're going to have four fleets to four tap it anymore. So headed into this week, how are you guys preparing for extra fleets on defense? Learn on the fly. <laughs> I'm going to put the three, my three strongest fleets on defense and just learn to use everything else. If I lose a few matches, that's fine. I feel like it will help me in the long run, though. Like, I really – I've never really played with the Empire Fleet. Like, I've never really gone in when it counts with the Empire Fleet or the First Order Fleet. You know, I know how to beat a couple teams with First Order, but I really need to learn how to use them uh, just all around. Like, I, I've never really used Resistance Fleet at all, only to clean up an executor to, you know, nuke the cap ship. That's pretty much all I've ever done. So I need to learn these ships, and that's the only way I know how is just – Losing Grand Arenas. So, so. <laughs> I'm jumping into the deep end. Yeah, that's what I'm that's, I'm going for it. What about our two top 20 people? Are, you know, you guys aren't aren't probably planning on losing while learning ships. How are, how are you guys going to approach ships? <laughs> Shade thrown. <laughs> well, I don't Receive. mean it that way. No, received. I deserve it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've, I've gone back and forth with Fleet. Like, I've a couple of rounds when like the rounds when I've said all six GL, like I've kind of just cheesed fleet. So I didn't have to like grind on both sides and like held executor and negotiator and just like a figure if I can get through, through ground, I'll win. So whatever. I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean, the, the, like, I guess reasonably tough defense fleet mega is probably setting exec negotiator and like a thrawn empire fleet if you have a second sister ship at six stars and then you're doing like a malev two-step on executor finalizer for negotiator and something whatever you got left for empire fleet i i honestly haven't really thought about it that much but i I mean, I think that's like roughly, you know, the the problem is like we, we obviously don't have that many capital ships and like the, all, some of the fleets that are really good on offense, like Finalizer in particular and Rebels, I guess, are just horrific on defense in, in a lot of cases. So like it, it, it's not, you know, it's, it's not like with 
squads where you've got you know teams can can work in both areas like I, I feel like in fleets it's a bit more defined but I think a lot of it's just going to be feeling out and like experimenting and seeing how it goes I mean so so much is determined by like whether both what whether like both people set executor or not um kind of like determines a lot of like how fleet's gonna go i think yeah fatal what about you i mean my entire style has just been to try to spend the bare minimum possible on ships to make it not matter <laughs> for the outcome of a match and then just went on ground like i'm still planning to post executor like I don't know. Like I, I was looking at it, it was just like I still have a relic eight Piet. I feel like I'm the only one left, and it's like, well, am I supposed to re relic nine my Piet? And it's like, well, if they just see nine versus eight and they think like, oh, I'm gonna hold my executor from here, that's an easy, you know, you don't even have to coin flip. You just know what's gonna happen. It's like, okay, I just saved the relic nine, Matt, and I don't have to fight your executor. And <laughs> the majority of opponents who have done that mirror so far, it has not been good banners. I saw one finish for seventy four once, and it's like, okay, that sucks. The rest of them were getting like mid 60s. I think I saw like a high 50s once. And it's like, you really? just blew up your own banners to give me an easier defense than possible. I've got like, basically, that's all I'm trying to care about here is like, I just don't want to have to care about what they posted on ships. I just want to hold good options. I'll post the exact on the rest. And whatever three things I see, I'll, I should have a good configuration. Like, that's why I'm working on Empire is because, right? Like, everyone was posting exec plus negotiator. I did RATFB just so that I could relegate or uh, do a negotiator mirror comfortably. And like that, that's kind of been my style so far. It's like, I know everyone was on like TFP against Executor. I just, I don't want to play that game. I feel like ships is a whales game. And also I feel like ships is, it's where you can out finesse yourself into just losing matches. I've seen a lot of people who like did amazing on grounds Posted like negotiator plus exact that just completely crash and burned in ships. I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to win in ships. I'm not trying to finesse in ships. I'm trying to forget about ships. So I'm working Guilty. on Gauntlet. I'm working on Second Sister. I'll have all that ready to go so I don't have to think about it. And yeah, just trying yeah. to stay neutral. My, my big question for uh, what I'm trying to decide is Empire on offense or defense? Because it beats everything but executor on offense and i i mean it just steamrolls before we went online um uh, we we're talking about it and like the last time i used empire against negotiator they killed my vader early <laughs> and i still easily won the bat and i mean like easily yeah. won the battle my six star tie interceptor was just like oh fives so you you have full health and protection not anymore um but at the same time, there's there's no real high banner wins against it on defense. So I, I I can't decide if I want that on defense or do I keep that on offense as my guaranteed win so that if I lose, you know, I can lose on a different fleet and clean up. I I, I think I'm gonna go with it for offense just because it's it's pretty decent banners on offense and what echoing a little bit with Fado and Gom were saying, my goal is just to make sure my ship's they don't full clear them. If they can two shot two of them, or they if they can kill two of them, that's fine. As long as they're doing it for worse banners than I am. So malevolence right now is for me is executor, malevolence and negotiator on defense. 
neither of us full clear ships and hopefully i two or i kill two of them for better banners than you did that's that's the goal and th- yeah that's essentially what I, I mean, if i can that's my plan like i'm gonna find the best teams that i could use empire rebels first order on and just consistently go after them i'm never going to clear ships right it's not gonna happen i'm just i'm basically like you said yep. just trying to you know you're not gonna clear me so i'm gonna try to clear two as, as, as best as i can i'm We'll see. I, I, I just don't know how to use them yet. I'm pretty excited to learn how to. So that's going to be okay. fun. Okay, so let me ask this then. Um, ships are worth more than ground. So the top is now worth more than the bottom. So if you don't plan on uh, clearing ships and they don't clear a team in your on your bottom, but they make it into the back zone, aren't you kind of setting yourself up for a loss? I'm, I'm more more of a bottom guy. <laughs> I uh, until they release more ships, which they very well might with these five new marquees. I don't think clearing ships is going to be reliable for anyone unless you're literally taking everything on offense. I just I just don't like it, especially if you, like if you're leaving executor on defense, then you you just you're done. Like you, there is no foreshotting my executor because you literally don't have four fleets to do it. I don't know. I, I used to like post all my GLs up front just for like the entire concern of like, well, what if I can't clear? Or, like, <laughs> what if I can't reach back wall? And like if the past three or four GAC seasons has shown anything, it's like, no. It, if someone really posted like four front bottom, two front top, or like if we're talking ships, it's worth more. If they post like four top, two bottom. It's like, no, you'll you'll cold up all your GG. You'll do Starkiller versus SLKR Ray. All right. Like you've got options. So to me, just focus on winning grounds. Get the ships. Yeah. Like if you're in a situation where, ground. like it feels like it only matters if only two zones get open, right? If three get opened, then it usually means that you got the ships and ships went down anywhere, right? Like if you get three zones and ships stayed up, that wasn't because of ground. It's because you lost on ships. So I don't know. I, I'm not really going to sweat the whole zone point value too much, unless you're in a situation where you think you can just completely strong arm your opponent, and then yeah. Top is worth more. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm thinking of it in, in three different situations, three different scenarios. One is, you know, if you feel that your opponent has got better ships than you, better chance of clearing fleets, then you need to, at least what I'm going to do in that situation is I'm going to set my toughest three fleets on defense and make sure that my opponent does not clear um, because if, if I'm not going to clear ships, I need to ensure that my opponent is also not going to clear ships. And then we can battle it out on the character zone. So that's one scenario. The next two scenarios is I cheese fleets. I cheese fleets completely, make sure that I clear my opponent. So risky. And, and well, well the, the thing is, you know, you can, you can then, uh, you know, uh, uh, battle it out in the character zone because then you can keep your toughest uh, zones, your toughest GLs and the toughest zones in front of the, uh, the ships or at the back um, in the in the bottom wall, right at the back, and, and hope that your opponent doesn't clear one of those zones over there. So it, it has to be one of these three scenarios that I'm thinking of uh, leaning towards. Uh, you know, it's it, it, it's gonna be a little different because I feel that now with, with, with ships being, because your opponent also is gonna go in one of those two scenarios, either cheese fleets or go completely hard on fleets. And you'll see a lot of situations where people might want to go uh, r- rather than you know trying to clear the bottom wall first to see what's at the back, 
a lot of people might just want to clear the top wall to see what kind of fleets your opponent has set, whether it's cheesed or not, and then decide how to approach the rest of the walls. You might see those kind of strategies going forward as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting because I remember when two fleets came out and everyone was really, really worried. And at least where I was, and you know, the matchmaking is a lot different now. So maybe I was playing, you know, a more casual player or whatever, but everyone was really worried about full clearing. And what did that mean? It meant that like Chimera and like Radis was on defense and everyone was bringing malevolence and negotiator for offense. It's just like, I'm just like whatever the old banners for it, 65 ing these or whatever it was, um, these fleets. So the first guy that decided was like, all right, well, time to put malevolence and negotiator on defense. And then, you know, a, a coin flip happens here and a coin flip happens there. And all of a sudden, you know, they've wasted two of their best fleets and they couldn't clear negotiator. And, you know, you're sitting there like, oh man, I'm screwed. You know, like, um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, like, especially now because, you know, we're, we are, uh, you know, all in that echelon of like, Hey, people, people are playing for, for keeps here <laughs> and they're not, they're not, so, so most of them aren't, aren't afraid of not full clearing. So it'll be interesting to see like what, what comes of this. Like it, I've thought about this a lot and I've, I've tried the first order, trying to get the first order counter um, down to executor. And I've had, I would call it partial success. Like it's enough to where I'm like, yeah, I can see it working, but I don't know if I want to depend on it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what, right. where this all goes. So let, let me ask you not to put you on the spot, but um, are you file following the scale Turks version where you want to intentionally sandbag your fleet and go uh, second? Or are you following the my first order fleet is getting maxed and I'm getting the reinforcement first strategy? Oh, I yeah. So I don't actually know too much about that. My, my Hux is still R5. He's not. I okay. haven't upgraded him. So, um, but I had I did hear that like something about like if you go reinforce first, you like lose or something i don't know wow so I, I think that is greatly exaggerated because magically when i went from r6 to r7 on hucks i got much more consistent mm. on winning but um that's actually one of the questions so if you can't get r7 on hucks and echelon there is and scale turks put out the video where you, you essentially want to sandbag your hooks so that you get the reinforcement out second. Um, how do you guys feel about not gearing this up so that you, <laughs> you use a strategy that's essentially, not paper zombie, but um, they're holding back their first order fleet in order to beat Executor? But it also, and I will throw out there, it takes Cassian off the Rebels team because he uses Cassian on the team as well. Mm -hmm. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's also there's also a couple counter moves that you can put with Executor too that I've heard of. I, I don't know if I'm, at, if I'm allowed to say it, whatever. I don't know if it's like, I feel like, 
the person who was talking about it wasn't necessarily like didn't want to communicate it to the whole world but <laughs> it was in a safe space Sarah. <laughs> right but the, but... the answer to stopping a first order against the executor opens up the executor to other right. non-mirror yeah. yes. fleets right so like you it's pick your poison so oh yeah actually, so that's how it is on ground yeah and well, actually, true yeah well, you, have to uh, you have to gamble at that point, though. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's a healthier no meta. That's a healthier meta. The the answer to stopping the first order fleet means you're getting a 75 or a 76 if the person cheeses and it's a mirror match. Yeah, that's that's what it means. Well, there's um, others. There's other, like rebels. I don't know if Zareth and I are talking about the same one in the same kind of situation. Someone kind of. I feel like they shared yeah. it with me like in secrecy, <laughs> so I won't <laughs> deal with the counter itself. Yeah. Like it kind of opens it up to rebels. Like you can you can almost beat an executor with rebels again if if they place you know x y and z and with certain certain reserves um it, it can be it's right. it's, it, how do, it's how gonna be a lot know? of fun i guess i yeah, guess you, we could get prime to do the math for us huh well uh, prime bot i think he disabled that feature i don't know if he opened it back up prime are you out there does prime bot tell you about the reinforcements again um well, Calvin calling it a healthy meta. I think that's that's accurate. It's going to be interesting. Like yeah. you know, even if you have a counter for executor, are you going to have a counter for executor and now X and Y or Y and Z? You know, like right. well, so it's going to be interesting to see how that how that kind of plays out. What the best strategy is. I'll be watching. Oh yeah, up. so Primebot <laughs> is taking is not going to have that anymore. Um, but you can. So the, the prime bot formula was literally, you can just do it if you're not lazy of you look at what the total GP is and you can kind of figure out what ships are hiding. Because like, it tells you the GP of the fleet, you know, the first four ships, if, if they only placed two other fleets and they add up to, you know, 112, you can just look and see what at ships add up to 112 and you know what the reinforcements are. Yeah, you can math it out. Sorry, like, guys. I stopped listening. Go from it. two hours to three. We'll be streaming for three hours now. Sorry, guys. Uh, well, I mean, if they place four, if they place yeah. four reinforcements, it's a lot harder. But when people place executor, it's typically two reinforcements. Um, and you know, I mean, you know what one of the reinforcements are. So you just have to find the one ship on .gg that has the same GP. It's it's it actually takes like a minute. Um, but I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I, to get back to the actual question, I've found the counter a lot more reliable with an R7 Hux and R7 First Order Officer. Like the, and I don't want to lose my Rebel fleet. We, we only have, what, seven real fleets? Don't steal Cassian away from Six the and a fleet. half. Yeah. Right. And and the, that counter also uses Plo. <laughs> like, oh, I, I have better uses. I'm sorry, I have better uses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if I'm seeing that my opponent has got a, a decked out uh, first order fleet, I'm not keeping my my executor on defense because it's going to get taken out cheaply. I'm going to keep going to save it on offense and take out the enemy executor for decent banners in a mirror. Yeah. I will say though this this last season, I, my my mirrors have been like on point, and I've gotten seventy two seventy ones throughout the entire time. Didn't matter if they were R eight or R nine or whatever. 
And then I, I don't even want to blame it on the AI change, but there were a few that when they were the R9. Change is so nice. That they were R9, and I think they had like they had R9 Bosk and R9 Cad and R9 uh, Bam, and it was like like no joke. I had one of the uh, Razor Crests at like a sliver of health left, and it <laughs> healed them up. And I was like, "You've <laughs> got to be freaking kidding me!" Like, and they've already like killed my Razor Crest, so now I kill zero ships with a mirror match. And I was like, "You've got to be kidding me! This is the worst case scenario." So I will say, like, that has made me almost just like, like go back into a shell where I'm like, "No, you know what? Screw this. We're just gonna we're gonna." we'll just off meta this again, but you know, I don't know. You know, I, I noticed, uh, I saw a video today of a, a really, really cheap counter to uh, executor. And I don't know how consistent it is, but you take in a mace fleet, burn all the cooldowns oh, and yeah. then followed up with a radis. And the radis was able to get the executor down in the second shot, just because all the cooldowns were off. And, uh, you know, it was able to get to the ultimate fast enough because the ship survived and, uh, you know, um, they were able to dispel the taunt from Hound's Tooth and then, uh, you know, get the job done. I mean, if Radis and Mace are able to take down Executor, that would be a huge win for me. Obviously, it's extremely difficult to, it's impossible to test this out in the arena. You have to test it out in GAC. So I might be trying this out a few times to see if that's anywhere near consistent. If it is, then, you know, that could open up some options. I mean, so much of, executor battles when you're not doing a mirror are about like cooldown management and like if you're going to fail knowing when to time out yeah so i mean there's something like that sounds plausible like it's just if you if you send in your mace fleet and the cooldown and you like you don't get the cooldowns right then you're like really hurting because you can't then you gotta like start all over again and then you run out of burner fleets if you kind of set three and attack three right um but I mean, yeah, that like that seems like I've never done just like a straight burn. But I've had instances where like, you know, you're using malevolence and like boss enemy boss resists resists the stun, or you know, like you get all these all the dodges from whether from IG or Cad Bang, and like the whole thing just goes south, and you're just basically looking for when to time out, and then that's like effectively the same kind of situation that you're describing um just with the upshot of you have the chance to get some kills and maybe one shot yeah 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 that's that is the thing now it's like we were talking about this as when we had you know four real fleets on defense or on offense and then we could still put in the burner <laughs> but yeah, now right. it's like the burner is the burner is like, a fleet. <laughs> yeah, the burner is one of my fleets. <laughs> like, if the burner fails at burning, then we're in, we're in big bane. Yeah, you see, you see three tough fleets on defense. You can't afford a burner. You might need a. You <laughs> yeah, might right. need all fleets to clear. Well, I I have one GACs because I kept Thrawn, plus my literally three worst ships that were left. And sent it in against the lone Houndstooth. And yeah. Houndstooth couldn't kill the bad ships. And so Thrawn <laughs> got off his, you know, execute. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> I just cleared fleets. Thank God. Thank you, Thrawn. Thank you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, 
All right. So I've seen just today, and this question kind of correlates with it. Just today, I've seen a lot of questions of relic nining characters for fleets. Um, and, you know, GK was, uh, people have been saying R9 GK for negotiator for a while. Uh, but now KRU and people are talking about KRU and GK kind of in the same sentence of, I have an R9, I want to put it towards fleet. Who do I put it towards? Um, so let me throw it out there. Part of, uh, why don't we go to you first? Uh, do you have an R9 GK? And who would you do first between KRU and GK? Uh, I sure do. I think it was the second one. I did GK before Piet. Um, I think a lot of other folks who watch what we do followed suit. Um, but I, honestly, I, that's a hard question. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it probably depends on where the rest of your finalizer fleet relics are and how you intend to use it. I mean, a lot of the KRU relicking is based on that ship speed in relation to fives relics for like a finalizer versus negotiator battle, but I'm not sure, you know, there, there are other ways to use that fleet, I think, that make the R9KRU potentially less important. And if you're using finalizer for executor, I mean, I, I, I could be wrong about this, but I, I don't think the R9KRU makes a difference, but if someone may correct me, I just, I haven't done that battle very much. I, I took um, R9 crew and I, I haven't noticed a difference yet. I took it for ground as well, so it's whatever, but... Yeah, I mean, like, it's tough because they're both great double dips. Like, both of them are super valuable on the ground teams. I really think you can't go wrong. Um, it's, I think it's more a question about what your usage is going to be and where you'll see the most benefit from how you're intended to use them. Well, I, I would... The capital ships, I think, are safe. I, I personally... Like, them putting three fleets onto um, defense kind of in my opinion foreshadows they're just being tons of new ships introduced to the game and if, if you're if you're relicking up any ship like a lot of people are doing gauntlet a lot of people are doing crew a lot of people are doing all these ships if a new ship comes out that just completely neutralizes anything you've just invested in you've thrown away all these relic materials like if they just come out with a new ship it's like it has the fastest base speed in the game and you know it, it can stop crew you know what i mean it just instantly becomes you know, your relics become inferior because you've invested these to outrun certain ships and all of a sudden there's a brand new one that just nips it all in the bud. So I would be real hesitant to put relics on crew or anybody not named a capital ship. I think GK, P, it, I think capital ships are always going to be safe. They might not be wise at this point, but I think it's a safe investment. The regular ships, I would just hoard and wait, hoard and wait for regular ships. I think that's just fair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and an R9 GK, he's going to do, I, even if you break, especially if you break him off of Jedi Master Kenobi, an R9 GK with Starkiller changes things. Um, because he's R9 and GK with Starkiller in general changes things. So I don't think, 
I personally would probably do General Kenobi first um, because both double dip, but GK, there's a reason when CG puts out the suggested teams, GK ends up on every single one. It's because he's just, to this day, what, five years later after the hat was released, he's such a good tank. <laughs> just such a good tank. Yeah, that's that's an example of a well-designed kit. Yeah. Um, I tend to agree. So, Zareth, I'm going to throw this to you because we talked about it on the podcast. But, <laughs> um, and we agree. <laughs> Is it worth not setting a third fleet? If you think your ground game is that much better, <laughs> it, man, <laughs> this question, I swear. Uh, so, so I guess the, the thing that people are are struggling to to internalize is the fleets are fundamentally different than squads, just in the sense that in squads you can yes. make two hundred some attacks if you want if you wanted to. It's not a good idea probably, but if you wanted to, go go do it. Fleets, you know, you have like 40 ships, whatever. You can't make 40 attacks. You can make nine if you hold all your fleets. And so just the fact that you're not placing a fleet and you're giving your opponent max banners for that like you're you're not just like oh here it's a net, net neutral effect it's like here have the most possible in this now really challenging mode uh you're giving them the max and you they don't have to they don't have to spend a fleet they have an additional fleet an additional extra resource to be able to beat you with like i, I think it's the height of folly at the very least make them spend one of their fleets like make make them spend at least one of their even if it's a garbage fleet they're probably not going to get max banners and they're going to expend one of their possible attacks and those attacks are so precious right now that we really i mean i mean that's that's kind of my argument too of why i i think despite the fact that we don't have enough starfighters to go with capital ships we need more capital ships we, we need capital ships more than we need Starfighters. I know that sounds crazy, and probably I'll I'll get burned out for that. But you know, people get the pitchforks. But I think I think that those capital ships are extremely valuable. So. Uh, yeah, a month ago, what you said would have sound just asinine. I've been like, you're high. But like, like, because a month ago we didn't have the bomber, we didn't have Tie Echelon, and we I guess we probably had word that. Tie interceptor was coming out, but everyone was like, "Dude, we just need more ships to fill out the fleets that we already have." Well, now it's switched up. Everyone's like, "Well, where's the more? Where's Nihilus Capital ship? Like, where? <laughs> where is all this stuff? Like, I need more caps." And it's it totally makes sense because yeah, you, you can't you can't go into a battle without a capital ship. You have yeah. to have one. Um, yeah. In ground, you could hey. You want to use C-3PO as your lead and, and and go do something stupid? Yeah, like go do it. But like you can't do it without, you know, with cap ship. Like, yeah, it's just it's just not possible. Like, so yeah, we're we're at this really weird spot where everyone's flipping around, like, no, we need more capital ships now. <laughs> I mean, I, I I feel like the gif of the, the little girl going, why not, why not both? both? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. 
I think, I, and I think we're about to get both. But uh, yeah, right. I, and sure. I, I mean, I don't want five more marquees because I think this quarter, or well, now we're in a new quarter, but last quarter was one of the highest in marquees released in the history of the game. And now we have five more coming. And I'm like, I don't want five more marquees, but at the same time, dude, give me 10 more ships over the next six months. Like, please, if you're going to make me use six fleets minimum, give me 10 more ships. Yeah. And I'm going to be miserable because it's still fleets, but we need them. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, and in honor of Bodhi, um, make Mace's fleet great again. We've made Mace great again. Make Mace's fleet great again. Um, Mace would be fine if they just give us enough Galactic Republic uh, ships for two fleets. Like, well, that, that, that's Mace, all it would take. Mace has been meta twice, like arena meta twice. Um, because his ship he's only had... bad because negotiator is better. Like that's the only right. reason. Yes, right. Um, the timeout right. fleet. <laughs> God, thank thank God for the money, Falcon. <laughs> that thing um, was uh, thing sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but when when it was the days of the target lock fleet and Mace had target lock on the basic, and then fives came in, and that was that was probably my most fun time of fleets in this game was when you just bring fives in as a reinforcement and there was five target locks on the board and he just exploded the entire fleet um but anyway let's let's move away let's move away from fleets um and let's talk about because we are now what depending on when people are listening to this uh a couple days away from the next great squishing um and so the last time the squishing came, people lost a lot of banners. And in this particular questioner lost 111 banners. Uh, so to make up for that, he needed to be three matches over 500 to stay in Kyber 1. Um, so do you think that when these squishings happen, the purpose is to slowly drag players into slow di- uh, lower divisions? Didn't CG say during the original announcement that they wanted to maintain like a bell curve distribution across? I think, yes. Yeah, I think that's did. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, isn't this kind of just that? Uh, yeah, it's not meant as an attack. It's just trying to, get, to conserve the, the percentages because otherwise things just get all out of whack. So yeah. the next question is, do you think it's good that somebody can go eight and four climb into Kyber one and with one little squishing immediately be put back into kyber 2 no i i think the distribution of points throughout the system doesn't make any sense one battle should be worth one battle it shouldn't be worth more or less because you did in the end of the season the beginning of the season that's that doesn't make any sense pretty weird man you would think that it would be the other way too right that the further you go into the season it's worth more up until this season, I had what I called the week one curse, which is I always managed to start in top eight, which is like the highest stakes <laughs> matches were also like the highest I could possibly lose. Just like, great. <laughs> well, that so that's what happened to me both seasons of my highest rank was 
going into week one. And then, of course, you know, I was in a top 24 pod the, the second season. It's like, oh, look, here's a couple losses because I'm in a top 24 pod. Um, and then it's like, oh, also, these are the two most expensive losses that you could have possible in the season. Here you go. Uh, you would think that would be the other way around. As you're approaching the end, as you've climbed, they're worth more. But somehow, somehow yeah, that's well, not... Or- I mean, or like the way I think it is done in pretty much any other ELO matchmaking is to wait based on the skill rating of your opponent. So like, that doesn't really make sense to me why winning or losing at the beginning of a season or the end of a season is more impactful. Like what should matter is who you're facing. Yeah. Yep. So like you, you win or you gain or lose more points based on the skill rating of your opponent and like the, the sort of skill squish I think makes a lot of sense both for the bell curve distribution Fagel talked about and just like to prevent to any, any significant spread like from any sort of huge gaps between rating because I think what CG wants people to be moving up and down a lot. So let, let me ask you in response to that then is the problem actually that the actual the, the number of points that you get for a win or a loss is too high? Because right now, if you are in the top 150 and you go zero and three, you're dropping to a thousand. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I don't know if there is a problem, but I, I think like if I were changing something, I would change what you what you base the, the weighting on. And make it based on opponent skill rather than time. Yeah, I and I agree with you. I I, I actually do agree with you. Um, well, that would just be I, like the like a chess rating, right? The same thing essentially as chess, but it's like the, backgammon. The, yeah, I mean, yeah, but but in chess, the the you know the 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 way I understand it, the the way you get matched up with other people is that you may have a differential in skill rating, and then that makes sense that you know your your own uh, skill rating jump when you beat the player is much higher than if you lose to that player. But it, over here, inherently, the uh, the skill rating that of the people that you get uh, matched up with is, is exactly the same as yours. So there's really no skill differential to speak of when you get That's matched true. up with, with people right now. So we really can't, you know, have the same chess analogy over there because, you know, in chess, you have the possibility of getting matched up with people with large skill differentials. Here, you get matched up with people in the same skill as you. Yeah, and I think I've thought about this too, and I think some of it might also be because we, we so maybe less for the guys up in the top 20, but for me, why I'm I'm experiencing those huge rubber bands is because... I go into a pod where I'm in the 600s and then I go three and oh, and I'm in the 200s, but I didn't really beat people that were in the 300 and 400s. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like yeah. I mm-hmm. was beating people in the 600s and now all of a sudden I'm facing people that lost to the top, like, you know, 20 guys oh. and they're just absolutely pummeling me. And so it's angry. <laughs> right. And it would make more sense yeah. if it was like, Hey, cool. I matched up with, I'm 600. I matched up with a guy with a 601 and I won. And now I'm 450. Mm-hmm. 
right? And then now I have to fight that guy at 451. I win that one and I move up to 350. And then at 350, like that's my wall and that guy beats me. And then I get back, pushed back down to 400 or whatever it is, you know? But the problem, the problem is, is that because we're matched up in, you know, those groups yeah. of eight mm-hmm. at, at a certain rank, it, it, it's not really truly telling that you're you're climbing through each rung as opposed to you're just getting you're, you're beating people at 600 and you're going all the way up to whatever and getting destroyed after that so no you're, you're right about that though i remember that like there's just this last season i was facing a guy i was like man this guy's uh, he's got a nine uh nine match winning streak something like that and and then I, I, you know, when I was scouting him, I was like, this is actually really less than useful, in fact, because all of his opponents are guys who, like, don't have, like, they have big flaws in their roster. And I realized he's, he's climbing from way down there. And when, when we finally, like, played, I, like, he didn't even come close to clearing me. And I just, like, smashed him. Like, it wasn't even close because, because of that exact thing of, like, he's been destroying people in the lower ranks, but he hasn't actually, once he finally hits... You know, I get to be the wall in this case, I guess. Uh, you know, um, but I mean, his his GAC history was really intimidating for a minute until I realized, um, you know, what, what we were working with. So I think you're right. Like the 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 fact that we're doing three matches in a row, like it, our our skill rating doesn't adjust until after you've played three matches. I feel like is the thing that causes the the huge shift. Yeah. It's kind of dumb that it's entropy. Yeah, it's kind of dumb that it's like you can sort of a bracket in like 24 to 32, you win like one or two matches, and suddenly it's like, oh, it's a top 10 GAC guys. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what do you say? Like, it's right. You're you're still in bracket number four. It's just like, oh, at the end of the week, if we can keep this up, my bracket's gonna be high, or my rank's gonna be higher. Neat. I don't know. I think the leaderboard is kind of it's not smoke and mirrors. But yeah, like I, you know, when you look at the whiplash that people get when their ranks change a lot, you go from like rank nine to like 100 and something. At the end of the day, I this might sound like really weirdly like obvious, but again, like I think if you get caught up in the ranks, like if you're like rank 100, it just means that like, or like if you're 100, you go to 300, it just means that suddenly it's like maybe you were like seven and one or seven and oh. And so you go to seven and one, it just means that, hey, there's probably now like 200 more people who are like eight and oh, or like eight and one above you this season. And it's like, it kind of ruins this sense of like, you know, when you're working in a ladder system, right? You want to feel like you're climbing, you want to feel like you're making progress. And to some degree, the only way you can really do that is if you're like a Hawkeyes person. Like the ultimate dream in a system like this is like, you have to be a very peak top player who can just say, stay top eight and build up a cushion the entire time because otherwise there's no real sense of like a permanence of progression. Right. It's like, this could just be gone tomorrow. <laughs> my, my echelon died early and it's like, well, all right, back to the owner and see people like, yeah. I for one love the fact that, you know, we have players competing in the top 10, top 20, top 50 who can then, you know, next week get into the top thousand and then, you know, uh, I get to face them and uh, <laughs> learn from, from some of the tactics that they have. Like, you know, 
previously, you know, the people at the very top end used to to compete amongst themselves and the people in the mid game and the and the lower game used to come in, compete amongst themselves and there was no cross pollination of ideas and strategies now when people at the very top mm-hmm. end are also competing in the very next week with people in in the thousands or, or or so on i'm getting a chance to learn from these players and their tactics and strategies so i have a feeling that you know players across the spectrum are uh, you know really learning from this cross pollination of ideas and that i think at an overall level is is better for the game because people are learning and no, that's a wonderful point, man. I don't think I've, I don't think I've learned as much about this game as in the last couple months. Just being able to face some of these, like exactly. really, really good players that I was like didn't have access to before, and being able to exactly, and then, and then even having the artificial difficulty of like maybe they're not the best player, but like how the hell do I get past relic eight on everything on defense? <laughs> you know, like when I don't have yeah. it, like, like it's. It's wonderful. I've been loving it, man. So it's a great point. Yes. Same here. I mean, even if I lose, I mean, just the chance to compete with with players of that caliber who who you know originally competed in the top fifty, top hundred, that's a great opportunity for me to learn. It's uh, it's just awesome, and it it makes me do better against players that you know I'm more more compatible with. It's, it's fun crazy. to take a swing at the big guy. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and really satisfying if you're able to pull off a win against the big guy, that's more satisfying than any win that, uh, that you can ever get before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right there with you, man. Good call. Yeah. It's going to sound crazy, but like, and my rank has like shifted even like, like even as far as like 10 uh, or like, you know, 30 or 50 ranks or whatever. Dude, the meta feels so insanely different. Like, I, it almost feels like top, like eight or top twenty or something, is like this pressure cooker where like things are evolving so fast. I, the the first time that I fell down to weak or to your friend's gonna blow up. <laughs> well, like when I fell from like twenty to or from eight to twenty, it was like, oh, these people just don't know. And it's like not to hold anything <laughs> against them. It's like, how would you? Is like, what do you mean? Their Darth Vader's below two eighty. Like what? <laughs> that that's a thing people do now. Or like potency Iden. I I know that like a lot of people with their ear to the ground would like would have caught on that. Like, hey, your 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 Iden should probably have potency going into GAC lock. And I was like, hey, how many people have Wamba Omicron? B. How many people have potency Iden? And like bracket three or four. Nobody. There was one Wampa with okay tenacity. I was just like, all right. I'm just going to give her mid 150s. I think I'm going to be all right. Like, that's y'all's problem now. Well, so <laughs> with that, you know, one of the things that I, I would truly, truly recommend for people that want to get better that are at the lower, lower divisions is, you know, just look at the Grand Arena history of that top eight bracket. Um, but that only tells like a quarter of the story because. Yeah. It, you know, being in a high-end territory war guild for how long, um, you know that modding usually plays more of a difference than the actual team itself. Like, I can take the same team in with one speed difference in some counters, and the results are just completely different, right? Um, and I've noticed a lot of people like to hide their mods as well so 
it's it's funny to watch because I do I do watch the top eight generally the top eight pod and I usually watch the pod after that just to see if anything new is coming out and every once in a while something will pop up and I'll I'll test it in my arena and it's like you have to play around 10 fights just to see how they modded because very clearly the modding isn't just like oh put Ray at you know 200k health and you're good it's Ray has to be at 200k health plus 520 speed plus you know whatever other stat you're adding to it Yeah, I need I need people to keep their mods the same so I can actually see what they're doing. But I, I'm just like I, I I'll go crazy. I'm like, okay, you used to have potency on that person, and now now you're like going for defense. Like what what's what is this? What madness is this? This is not Wampa at all. <laughs> oh Wampa, and it, and you know it's funny because. I um so in my alt guild my my alt guild is in alliance with like a stupid number of guilds are in the alliance um and they they have players from you know my alt guild is what 418 million or like right around that in gp and then they have a guild where people are you know two million in gp is the average gp of the guild and people will ask for modding advice and I, i'll throw out modding advice and they're like that sounds stupid. Why would I do that? And at their level, it is stupid. Like, why would you do that? But I'm so used to facing like a 590 Supreme Leader Kylo that's put on defense. And like, I can't get my old Ben to 280. How? Right. How do you do that? Dude, I've started making some of my videos uh, off from my alt because people, people are like, dude, all you're doing is like showing off your god mods. I'm like, if you knew the people I played against, you would not call them god mods. <laughs> like, god. Right. right. In fact, one of them is in the picture right next to you. But uh... <laughs> Right. Well, well yeah. Like, I, it's, like some of the people, I'm like, this is ridiculous how much better their mods are. I, I can't, you know. Like I don't, I don't feel like I have terrible mods, but you know, it's also it's also nice to drop out of like the top. Everyone has terrible mods in comparison to the like the top like five or whatever, like Partick or Hawkeyes oh, or whoever. Oh, you're right about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's definitely true that like I know there's a lot of attention paid to the histories and like the top group or the top two groups, but I think like what Solo says is right that a lot of the sort of some of the more like high wire act battles are like very much a specific function of the particular modding on the teams and the various allocations you have to make. Like I give one quick example, which is, I forget if this was against um, Buki or Hawkeye, um, both of them I faced twice over the last two groups. Um, but one of them, I was doing a, like I planned to do a JMK two-step and they had set a JMK mace team. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, the bounty hunters are gonna get screwed up because mace is gonna, is the lowest health. He's gonna assist on the opener when Ahsoka hits and he's gonna ability block Bosk. And so then like, <laughs> that's gonna screw up my bounty hunters. And so I sort of went through and like, did a bunch of the speed checks. I was like, well, actually, if I took Zam out of the team, then and just went like without Zam, 
I could still be fast enough to get Mando ahead of Cat because it was like a slow enough Cat, if I'm remembering this right. And so I used Watt as the fifth to put like Tank Tech on Bosk to cleanse the ability block from Mace. Um, the problem with that thing, I, and I like tested this in Arena, I ran it like eight times in Arena, and I was like, well, there's still a pro- there's still a risk that Mace's turn will shatter point Mando before he gets his disintegrate, but that's like a 25% chance versus like the 85% like base resistance chance that Bosk wouldn't be ability blocked from Mace if I took like a full bounty hunter team. So I was like, all right, at least I can lower the odds. You know, I can raise my odds from like 15% to 75% that this can work. But then the thing I forgot about was it was a double tank team with Kenobi and I forgot about oh. how the Kenobi unique or Ahsoka's unique gives her an additional 25 speed when she has crit immunity. And so I did like the boss mass assist into GK, but then a couple times when I practiced in arena, I was able to stun Mace with the, or the grief mass assist into GK to dispel him. And then the boss mass, mass assist into Mace and stunned him. But the thing I forgot about was on this particular team, when Ahsoka got the additional plus 25, she actually leaped one speed in front of Mando. And so Ahsoka got this bonus turn and she hit Mando and like nuked him. And so he revived, but he didn't have Bounty Hunter's resolve. And he was the exact, like the very next turn and he couldn't disintegrate around the Kenobi taunt. And so I had to disintegrate Kenobi instead of Cat, And then like, I couldn't clear it because I like, I tried a bunch of other stuff, but that was it. Um, But it's a game of inches is the point. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah absolutely Which well good. <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's funny because I, I talk to people in territory wars sometimes and you know they talk about they're like oh my guild you know is in the gauntlet and i beat i beat these accounts or i beat guilds with these accounts all the time like oh you know our guild faced caught patrol and you know i was able to get 20s on every one of my attacks and I had to sit there and explain, yeah, you got 20s because you, you know, you hit the low-hanging fruit because that's what you could kill. But when you actually go up against the accounts that have the god mods, like, you don't get to hit the low-hanging fruit. You hit the only fruit that's in front of you. And if you don't have the mods... um, Ain't that sweet. (laughs) Right, right. If you don't have the right mods, you're dead. Um, Right. It's also or, different, honestly, too, for like mm-hmm. TW because you have an officer and that <laughs> officer might not be you. And you're used to just having someone tell you like, hey, with this comp, like, OK, here's a good example. I went up against I think it was one of the Maws and I I've always I have like 100 percent success against CLS um, with gas Um but these guys had the, you know, the R9 gas, R9 uh, fives. And the way that I normally played it was just go after gas, make him sit down. Then you go after fives. They had a stunning, you know, the fives because, you know, the turn meter gain. And then he was just so thick. We wanted, we wanted to get working on him as soon as possible. But, you know, it, if you don't know that, <laughs> if you don't, if you never have tried that or you don't even have that in your your mind that that's a possibility or that's like a actual move that you can do and you just go in i mean 
people were getting 17s they were getting 18s you know like yeah. and and like in in GAC that's you know that that's you're talking major banner loss there G- yeah GAC is 17 is like a 57 right so yeah. it's a huge it's a huge hit for so sure. you're saying shout out to all the territory war officers that give step by step instructions <laughs> yeah and shout out <laughs> and to <the> all <laughs> and shout out to all the guildmates like I love it. Like they, they post a video and it, there's five views on it. <laughs> there's like, yeah. and then you just see loss. Yes. Two. <laughs> like, it's just like, no. you guys are, you guys are jackasses. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh. They write it all out and you're like, yeah. Then, then they talk about it. They're like, I do exactly how it was written out. It's like, all right, tell us your steps. And it's like, that's not how that was written out. <laughs> My favorite is I saw a comment once for one of the losses that said, uh, it was like, loss, no, because they didn't kill a single person. The way I, and then, you know, you, you can give the explanation. The explanation was the way I do it. I win every time, but I followed your instructions and they were crap. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what was a good like, one too. Uh, that was probably right. you talking about me. That's probably me. No, no, it wasn't you. No. It wasn't I you. did have a tantrum one day because they, they told me to do something I wasn't used to, and it worked every time for me. But then I tried their way, and I lost. I pouted hardcore about it. I definitely pouted. I've, I've had some of those too. I've had some of those too. I've done like, that myself. I'm like, this that was ridiculous, man. Never tried I, I this have again. One hundred percent. Oh God. Yeah. Um, what in my alt guild i kind of feel bad now because now i help with their territory war and i'm in the room but they they told us to use chios you know the chirpa and geos and i came in and i I lost my battle and i lost the battle hard because they didn't tell me to it i've never used chios in my life and they didn't tell me wait 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 wait, are you saying chios yeah it's and they didn't tell me to account for dooku because Dooku is going to speed up the entire team. And I came in, I'm like, this counter's crap. <laughs> I was like, oh, might have come in a little hard on that one. Uh. Chios is one of the least forgiving teams I think I've ever seen. Like, literally every, like, shiny button, like, oh, I'm going to hit GBA. Anyway, yeah, it's going to be great. No, yeah. like, <laughs> the entire counter is just like a landmine. Oh, God. What, like one... One bit of like turn meter slip and Chio's just <laughs> disintegrates, like just gone. <laughs> it's like, oh, there you went. All right. Yeah, that was pretty I comfortable in Chio's gameplay. Oh, and two. I'm just like, you know, maybe we don't try this for a while. Um, I just want to give fair warning my laptop has 3% battery. So if I disappear <laughs> unexpectedly, I'm safe. Um, fair. And thank you guys for having me whenever I black out here. Yeah, well, let me say thank you for joining. Yeah. Well, I'll stick, I'll stick as long as I can. Yeah. Speaking um, of blacking out, I'm going to head out in true Calvin fashion. Loki, Loki, Calvin. you were right. You won the bet, Loki. Uh, for those that didn't see the beginning of the stream, Calvin showed up with a glass filled to the brim with some sort of red wine. So, <laughs> pretty impressive. I polished that and then a little bit more, and here we are. <laughs> here he is. And there we are. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Calvin, thank you for joining us. Pimp your stuff real quick. Yeah. So, my name is Calvin underscore awesome. Find me on Twitch. It's going to be great. Perfect. 
Um, you will not be streaming at 8 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just saying thank you for having me, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, have a good hey, one, Calvin. Thank you. Take care, Calvin. All right. Bye. So, while while Pardick is here, because this is a very relevant question to today and what my entire afternoon has turned into, and Goms as well. Um, I think mine, mine too, but for a different reason. <laughs> pro- yes, probably. So uh, for those that haven't heard, Wolfpack is unfortunately um, <laughs> not going to be around soon. Um, and a large part of it is officer burnout because... TW takes a lot. It takes a lot of work. And Amadeus and Angel are goddamn saints for how much work they have put in with Wolfpack. And you're here. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, they just they, they're tired. <laughs> Weird. Um, so let me ask this question because TW is such an important part of the game with R9s out there. You know the next GL is going to require R9s. And as you climb, um, R9s are going to be more and more important. So how do you stop? If you're CG, how do you stop this burnout? Because three weeks ago, we had Maw 3 dissolve. Today, we're having Wolfpack. And you have two of the top seven guilds in the game that can't keep it going because of TW burnout. So what do you do to try and fix this problem? I mean, Partick, why don't we start with you? Because ever. you're in call sure. control, you know, a thing or two about territory wars. Yeah, I mean, like I regularly am awake for 20 hours of a 24 hour attack phase, um, helping to run the war and it's not fun. Um, I mean, let me say really quick, like, you know, Khan and Wolfpack, have their rivalry and, and whatever, but I mean, this is a really sad day. Like Wolfpack's been a fixture in the game for years. You know, a lot of the folks there have been like pillars of the game for years and, and been like super involved and, and recognizable in the community. And just like when, when you have a situation where a group of really dedicated, engaged players can't keep it together like that's bad news for everyone like it's bad news for the end game it's bad news for cg it's, i mean it's just it's like no one it, it's everyone should be sad about this um and we certainly are and like it's very it's too bad this is happening but it's happening for understandable reasons it's just you know obviously we wish this were not the case you know it's important to have competition to like elevate everyone's play and and you know, our community at the end game, now that the game's six years old, almost seven years old, is only going to get smaller by a tr- And it, this battery died. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for your kind words, Parsing. <laughs> but oh, I uh, hope he made it to where he's going. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you. Oh, now I need to fix all the cameras again. Damn it, I just finished. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't know that, man. That's that is extremely sad, honestly. Yeah, it, pretty, it legitimately yeah. is. Oh, yeah, man, it really sad. is. But it's just not that. I mean, I don't know. Just, I just it's not a knock on any other guild. Just, I feel like we have always kind of done it independently, right? Like I am by no means an original Wolfpacker. There's, there's still a handful of guys and gals that are here way before me, but we never really had like a, you know 
baby, you know, baby wolves or like, you know, you know, little, little, little cheetahs. We never had anything like that. We had <laughs> wolf pack. There was one guild and we just kind of, we took tons of ass whoopings from call and Maud, all the big guilds, but every time, you know, kind of like Endall was t- talk, talking about for Grand Arena, we, we learned every time. I feel like we were always ahead kind of the TW meta uh, because we fought the best of the best and hung in there and then never, never really gave up, you know, like it was, it's interesting. It, it was a really cool, cool guild to be a part of. It's, it is a very sad day. I just, and unfortunately, you know, word gets out in my inbox. It's like, it's like I'm fucking <laughs> rushing a fraternity. It's ridiculous. Like, hey, come look at me. Hey, look at this. Hey, you want to see my penis? I'm just like, no, I don't want to get out of here, man. <laughs> I just, I just found out my guild is breaking up. <laughs> you know, get out of my face with your, you know. You're saying yeah. some of that's on the table, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah 24 hours and we'll talk yeah just you know it's it's uh it's tough it's it's unfortunate it's, yeah that is terrible mm. i don't know what i'm gonna do man i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah. that's that is legitimately the 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 question of the night uh I'll you know and, and i imagine <laughs> well it's just that i'm sure and i, I think already a couple have it's just you know you're in these guilds and in the community for so long. And then it's like, it's crazy to see like, like, Oh guys, you know, we just can't keep the guild together, whatever the case is. And then just a couple people just say, you know, fuck it. I played because of, you know, this guild or that I played because of you guys. So I'm oh, out. Yeah. I just quit it instantly. That's happened. I'm sure to several of y'all that have moved guilds and stuff. You just see friends quit because like, well, this is, you know, a big part of why I play. And you know, it's sad to see friends go, um, sure but totally yeah. understandable i'm i don't want to i i can't do an officer job i can't do it i don't oh, have yeah. the time for it like i just uh, there's no criticism no towards anybody at all like i just i totally understand why yeah I, I, my, my, my laptop did die and so i dialed back out <laughs> i'm on my phone now because i didn't want to be cut off in the middle of that but uh i'm back <laughs> thank you well so do you, what how do you want to end what you were saying or finish if you remember I mean, what you're saying i mean i think like the unfortunately like what, what i fear is the answer to the question of how do we stop this from happening is i'm not sure cg really cares very much like i, I just think they've designed the game mode the way they have the overwhelming majority of guilds are not defined by their territory war experience there just are only so many of us who really orchestrate our peer groups around this one game mode. And we're also the most committed and invested in other aspects of the game too. So like, I just don't think there's much of an incentive for CG to like go to a 36 hour attack phase or do something else just because like, a couple of Ka and Ma guilds and a couple of other people are getting burned out from it. I just think most people are pretty are pretty much less organized and less focused on territory wars. And it's just not a priority. I think CG's attention is on conquest and some of these other game modes. And I just don't see it as being on their radar very much. Like, you know, m- most of the revenue... I suspect is coming from new spenders and mid game spenders trying to catch up. And so, you know, they'll probably hear about it 
in whatever developer feedback circles they have that are more likely populated by folks at the end game, but I'm not sure that motivates them to, to make substantial changes to the architecture and calendaring of the game to accommodate the like game life balance needs of officers and a few of the guilds who are the most like captured by the sunk cost fallacy to keep playing. So let, uh, since I have experience, you know, for those of you that don't know, Zareth and I kind of got our start as Zareth and Solo as running TW in a guild that was nowhere near the top. Um, though we, this was before GLs. So uh, I'll throw that caveat in there, but that doesn't mean it's less work. Um, it's different work, but we, we had what a four month streak of hitting the top 30 Zareth with a guild that wasn't in the top 100 of GP. Oh yeah. It was, it was pretty cool, man. We did really well. It was, but hurting those cats. <laughs> right. Even at that, at that level, I'd argue it's actually even more work because when you're in the top 10 to 12 guilds, people are there because they want they want to be competitive in TW. And you still have to chase people, obviously. They're, they're still, you have to send out the notifications and nobody's perfect. But you hit these lower guilds that still care about TW. And I'd argue it's kind of harder because not only are you chasing people, but you're chasing people that don't care as much. If you join Caw or Wolfpack or Maw, you're joining with the understanding that, you know, I have to be on every three hours to get my attacks in for two zones. That way we can open up the next zones. If you are joining a 370 million GP guild that's taking TW seriously, I, I kind of feel like it, it, not everybody joins with the same mentality as the Maws and the Cause and the, you know, other high-end guilds. And I, I think the burnout is real for more than just the top. I, I don't think that TW officers in the lower guilds are staying up 20 hours. Um, but I think the burnout is there for the lower guilds as well, because I've experienced it. Like I've, you know, Zareth and I have put these guilds through uh, before there were 50 teams in and it was a lot of work and a lot of discussion and a lot of hand holding and hurting um and now i can't even yeah. imagine with 50 with some of these guilds as well oh yeah i would it... i would break i mean yeah i mean but we were we were broken anyways like that's that's what allowed Kleso to lure us away that's that so yeah our first guild uh, I, so i was guild leader of 50 dead men ewok and and it broke up because i was just tired like legitimately i didn't want to be an officer anymore and there was nobody there was no leader nobody or there was nobody in the guild that wanted to step up as leader and when nobody wants to step into that role yeah that's the answer is it's going away. Like yeah, it was it was you and me holding it up, and the drop off from that point was dramatic of investment. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, look, on some level, how important is TW actually? I gotta say, I gotta start there. 
because Relic Nine has never been required for anything yet. And like, believe me, I think Relic Nine is strategically useful in competitions. It's relevant. But like, I was, I I moved guilds for this exact reason. I put in I, those twenty hour wars. I had the knuckle or knuckle biters, nail biters with Call Patrol, and like. I mean, it's a variety of factors, right? It's like, if you are a TW officer, like legitimately, the thing that broke it for me was if you put all of this work into a strategy, when it's game time, the thing that I'm not thinking about is, oh, I'm so excited to see how this strategy does. I'm just waiting in terror for like the crash reports or- Who's going to mess it up? <laughs> the exclamation point loss. And <laughs> like, right- on some level, like, I don't know if, like, smaller guilds, like, a return to a smaller, more intimate setting could maybe help ease some of that because you're hurting less cats. I mean, it also means that, you know, like, if one person goes AWOL in a war, you got 49 people with options. You can usually piece something together. I don't know if, like, a 20-size guild or something could, like, maybe help alleviate some of that. But, like, at the same time, I know for a lot of people, TW is mostly just there for the social aspect. And so, like, it would simultaneously break things as it could possibly help things for officers. Like, well, yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, I think to that point, you know, the beginning question is how much does territory war matter? And I think probably an, a debatable amount if you view territory war as a means of acquiring resources to then go compete in GAC on your own. But like, I think if I can say at least for us, and I think for most of our our, our players, our members, people like Territory Wars not because it's a means to an end, but because their most enjoyable element of the game is doing an activity where you compete with 49 of your peers at the same time in the same way to achieve the same goal. And there's a social aspect to it. and There's a communal aspect to it. And it's not about using that as a means to something else. Like that is the end. Yeah, and so I think for 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 the for those guilds for our group, I think you know I think both the Ma guilds would say the same thing. And I'm sure most people in Wolfpack would say the same thing. Like that, it is that aspect of it that is both the draw and the burden, um, and and it sort of stands on its own and has its own appeal, irrespective of like the relative value of the droid brains versus other resources and that sort of thing. And, and I think it's also, for me at least, we're sort of reflecting on this, like that's kind of this, the most disappointing part of what went down today is like, it's just having a group that's really committed to this collective endeavor, not be able to see it through is just like sad for the community at large when I think most of us would agree we continue to play and invest in the game because of the community more than the product itself. And so when that gets chipped away, it's just, it's a sad moment. Well, there's a reason that you see, you know, so many malls cause and even Wolfpack have started creeping up to the top. You know, like there's a reason you see all of these types of people in here is because instantly we have, we have a sample size of 50 for if a counter works or not. Whereas it will take other people that aren't at TW guilds, 50 grand arenas to figure it out you know what i mean so like anything you can adapt counters instantly on the fly no you know you see so such a large sample size of you know new game breaking counters 
you know, all, and you know, if it works right or not, or like maybe in grand arena where I could try this counter one week, it's like, I didn't go too well, but maybe I could have misclicked it. And I'll try again. It still doesn't work. And I tried a third time. It's just a bad counter. Right. But it took me three <laughs> grand arenas to figure that out. Whereas, uh, you know, a guild of 50, we figured out after 10 of tries, it's like, halt, stop this counter. We're going to try something else. You know, so you get a lot of field practicing quickly. Um, is, is why I think I think it's so important for Grand Arena success. I think they they are definitely you know they definitely go together. So, so what I would say is like when I said how important is TW really, it was so hopefully I was trying to lead into something else. I didn't quite get there, so I'm just gonna drag it there. Is so obviously the number one cause of officer brownout is time. Again, like I, I put oh, yeah. in the 20 hour wars. I I literally like wreck sleep schedules repeatedly. Like yeah. No, it's a problem. But the secondary dynamic there is, I mean, right, Cup Patrol is the winningest guild in the game, right? So on some level, if you're winning the majority of wars, not to say that it's easy or anything else, right? But like, it's kind of easy to stay even keel or stable when you're picking up Ws, right? The other thing that can cause off as a burnout is frustrating losses, whether it be members being idiots or officers putting in again the time but like the frustration can be a force multiplier for time for things breaking right of like what did i just do that for whether your motivation is droid brains or is the competitive a- aspect right you're, you're playing to win like i have seen multiple officers or staffs now fall apart because you're just so frustrated at everything you invested time-wise or otherwise effort-wise being there during the live war or pre-planning of just like you know what again not trying to make this jc versus cw but on some level like i wonder how many good players have stepped out of the game where like again you lose the social aspect but like if you still or find the game fun at all like going to gac from tw can be a way to like at least take a break which is like i would say that's what i'm doing right now right it's like Left the top 13, still raking at R9 maths, just like, you know, hit the reset button. I have not, I have, I'm still on like the same TW letter from like three months ago. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be admitting that, but I, I, get, my, I get my 20s. Uh, right? Like, also breaks are good, right? Like, you I'm enter. I'm taking a- one. I agree 100%. I took one for about three months. It was nice. Just could do my own thing, work on my own roster. You know, okay. It was, it is, it is nice. So, yeah, like yeah, Husky Patrol man. It's like a it's <laughs> like an extended break. It's great. <laughs> got your tiki bar. Got your uh, little hoop skirt. Uh, though, though, you get busy. You just don't want to hurt. You don't want to hurt the team, right? If you get too busy in life, you know, there's somebody that can step in, and when you're ready to come back, you know, nine times out of ten, like come on back in. You know, somebody's got to alt or something like that. You just hop right back in the mix. It's uh actually encourage i would encourage everyone that's reaching burnout you know if you're an alliance drop down a couple of guilds you know just kind of hang out you could teach them things that they might not know at the same you know helping out since less stress it's a good it's a yeah. win-win well, well i mean i did it yeah <laughs> i i before before i joined nova i did it because i was with esad and then they were going to alpha squad and i was like peace i'm gonna take a break um and it worked like it, it legitimately worked where I helped the guild. I joined a lot. Um, and at the same time, it let me kind of recover because uh, I was burnt out from our last guild that broke out or broke up. 
I was still burnt out like three months later. And then I kind of recovered. And now I'm, I went back to enjoying the game. Um, you know, there, there's something to be said about being a little bit selfish and protecting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we've lost a lot of good players because they felt like they were letting people down or something until the only way out was like all the way out. And like at the same time too, I, I really feel like, you know, it, like if you got reached out to with an officer offer before, at least for me, when I was like, do the game, I was like, wow, they, they value my opinion. And now right. it's like, someone comes at me with like an officer offer. It's like, I'm going like fight or flight mode. It's like, <laughs> I'm about to start asking like, all right, what's the salary? Like, get on my face. Well, that's why I think like, it's really incumbent on the officer corps and like we try really hard at this but we're not perfect to set a tone that like we we understand that the current demands of the game are what they are and they're not reasonable and people have to make you know if this is a game it's supposed to be fun it's not a job it's not a commitment they're like on, on the scale it seems like sometimes and so all we ask for is just for people to communicate when they've got stuff going on, what their availability is going to be. And we try to get that in advance and we can take that into account in our planning so that we're not in a position where some, we need, we need to wait around for someone who we knew or could have known was going to be busy to get like a wall down and move on. And then we're not going to win every time. Like we win, you know, way more often than almost anyone else but we're gonna lose and that's okay and like we've got to be able to set a tone for people that no one's gonna get like there's not gonna be some head rolling exercise when we lose like we win as a group we lose as a group a loss is a learning experience we try to learn from it and move on to the next one and it's okay like we're not gonna win every time and you know you just have to like take it ends up i think in a lot of ways putting more on the officer's shoulders but that's kind of what we sign up for to make it so that for the members they they feel like they can just show up when they're when they've got time do the battles they can do enjoy themselves and then go do whatever else they have to take care of and we just try to set things up so that you know people can feel like they don't have to make choices between letting everyone down and and doing whatever like actual demands on their time exist in the real world. Um, but that's a hard balance to strike. And like we struggle with it. I'm sure everyone struggles with it. Yeah. Well, so before every TW week, you know, we had the Wolfpack officers send out the message of guys, if you're going to be busy, just tell us now. And I honestly feel like, and they were doing it as we'll bring it back at the end of the week. Like we're not kicking you out of the guild. Just let us know if you're not going to be available, we're bringing you back, but this is your way to not, not feel like you're letting the guild down. And I, I do feel like some people kind of felt like even, even though they explained it and made it clear they felt like if I tell them that I'm, I have this weakness, like I'm going to be letting the guild down. 
so like even though the officers can do everything you want to try and cut this off i i still feel like people in their own heads were like man if i tell them that i'm going to be busy you know they're i'm going to be letting this guild down and they kind of put the pressure on themselves at that point yeah i i'll tell you what i i think that, that was always such a struggle for me because I, I don't have I don't have a lot of availability like you you say that it's understood that everyone is going to get on every three hours and attack and I think that at the top end that's a very reasonable way to you know expectation to have if you want to be in a top end territory war guild I think that's very understandable for me I just I, I don't have that availability uh, there'll be whole you know eight hour stretches I'm just not available for for it and that you know it's not it's doing everyone a disservice putting that kind of pressure on people when they they're just not available so you know like everyone gets mad at me for not being around to attack and then the guild or and then i'm like well screw territory wars this is not fun it's you know there's too much pressure and stuff like it's bad for everyone so to your point solo uh like there's a very legitimate reason for if you're like hey uh, if if you're gonna be busy like we still like you but like don't put all of us in a crap position you know like i think i think there's a lot to be said for that i can relate on a lot of levels well maybe just one (laughs) <laughs> Hawkeye's made a point in the chat of uh, GAC versus TW Omicrons adding a lot of like tension as well oh absolutely absolutely yeah it's, that's true I really wonder how this Inquisitor thing is going to go if the uh, whole like the theory of sharing Omicrons is going to be true and like hey, here's this premier JMK cat counter for the low, low price of six to seven Omicrons. I hope you weren't planning to take anything at GAC anytime soon. No pressure, but also we need 50 of these. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's going to yep. be fun. <laughs> yep. Uh... You got to do it. You got to do it. You know, that's just, I don't know. Yeah, the, the issue with the Omicrons right now for me is that my guild tells me I have to do it, and it's like, sweet, I'll do it. And then they're like, but wait, we just found out that this thing counters this thing, and it's so much more worth it. And it's like, okay, give me one more month, because that's how long it's going to take for me to get another one. Like, <laughs> like that's awesome. And and then, like, something else is going to release, and they're like, wait, that's way cooler. Like, that one now. Uh, yeah it's like i'm just always trying to catch up with it it's like oh my gosh uh, that, that's why it's never a bad decision to just hoard the resources and wait and see what happens yeah. i mean especially like fatals like with this inquisitor stuff coming it's like we just don't know what the cliff is going to be for where those resources need to be allocated and, i mean i totally agree with hawkeye there's like a, a tension about where you want to apply them. Like I, I have a ton of interest in doing Wampa, but like I'm not going to do that until we see what are these other five marquees and like what are the what's the Grand Inquisitor kit going to be like? Because I, I haven't done any of the Inquisitor marquees, marquee Omicrons, but you know I want to have a stash in case we need to use it. So there's just oh. a lot up in the air. 
Like, okay, um, like people are going to argue see. against TW Omicrons, but what's going to happen, right? What's going to happen to, to add on your point is the, the Grand Inquisitor is going to come out and he's going to be the bee's knees, right? TW, he's going to be the best TW team in the world. You need four Omicrons. And then they're like, bam, new raid. And then all of a sudden, all these people are just like, ah, fuck TW. They're going to try to, they, they want the new raid rewards. And they're going to be like, can we join your guild? You're like, oh, you don't have an Inquisitor Omicron. Sorry. You know, that's, that's a bit, they're going to, they're going to figure out a way to stress the importance of TW, even if it's indirectly, right? Through recruiting and things like that. They're going to come out with a new raid. They're going to come out with some new game mode where only the top three or four guilds and all of those guilds, RTW guilds, can achieve it. And everyone's going to want the new shiny. And they're going to be, they're not going to have, they're not going to be able to play. They're not going to be able to join because they don't have XYZ Omicron. They don't have summon reserves. So it's like, even if you guys are in non-TW guilds, uh, like Patrick said, you need to hoard at least three or four. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous right now. Everyone's after those crystals. But if you don't have the Grand Arena Omicrons, let's say it costs you two, because let's say you lose two matches, uh, a whole tournament, right? Let's say you, you, because you don't have the Grand Arena Omicrons, you miss out on two wins it's over the course of an entire year. That's going to cost you 18,000 crystals. That's the equivalent of one vault, right? If something comes out and you need an R9, all of a sudden that alone is going to cost you 150, just one R9. So like TW Omicrons are, are going to be important. I, I'm, I, I really do think they're very, very important uh, for the long term, um, unless you just want to buy your way out of it, right? Which I, I, I unfortunately can't do. So I have to be real conscious of that just well so and Hayes said in chat of what's gonna happen if Grand Inquisitor sucks in GAC and is only good in territories because right now Dadbot Boba I mean yes I used him to beat Lord Vader uh this past round um but it was a team without Maul but if they keep going down this route of the new legendary or the new character can only be used in one game mode, because let's be honest, where are you using Starkiller um, outside of GAC? Like for, for health still up in, uh, in <laughs> Conquest with Visamar. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. um, nice. <laughs> Useful. Like how long, how long can that last? Of we're going to release legendary characters that require R5 and you to farm all the new characters for only one game mode. I mean, on some hey, level... Sorry, for before the... someone jumps in, I, I got to run for real. Um, I really appreciate you guys having me and thanks for the chat. And, uh, hope to see you all again soon. Yeah, see we love to have you. Thanks yeah, for joining. It's a lot of fun, man. Thanks, thanks, man. All right, take care, guys. Have a good night. You too. I'll see you soon. <laughs> I hope he gets to where he's going. <laughs> But oh, anyway, you made so, Grand Arena. Okay, I was like, you'll see him soon. Are you talking about yeah, okay, yeah. Grand, Grand Arena? I got it now. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm myself now. <laughs> uh, no, on some level, like, if it's mode-specific, like, unless you're trying to, like, be everything and do everything and participate in everything, for the end player, like, if you just don't care about TW, it almost would be kind of easier, right? You're like, who is this guy? It's TW yeah. only. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's six characters I'm not farming now. <laughs> right. Like, well, but, so then how it how does that help the game advance? Does it help the game advance? That is probably the better question. I'm, I'm very... I mean, I mean, go ahead, guys. I'm oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, 
if if it's like an okay team in GAC, then like maybe I don't know. Like it, the coolest moments of this game to me have been when uh, everyone's making different choices. Like when yeah. relics came out for the first time, and you're just like, this dude's got relic night sisters. Like what? <laughs> My troopers can't even take this. What am I supposed to do now? Like you know. So on some level, like maybe the point is that you aren't expected to be able to hit everything and like i'm not saying that's great but on some level there can at least be a silver lining of like i don't know maybe you carve a little bit more of an identity out for yourself of like yeah you know you start specializing again the problem with that is there are people who are going to want to be everything and that's just well you can't do it expensive very well you can't do it without money (laughs) yeah yeah well then that's when we get to this situation where a guild kind of collapses because yeah or it can lead to you know that scenario where people are like dude i want to do well in gac but you're telling me i got to do all this stuff for tw and there's or even just the internal strife of like i think phasma is amazing and then another officer is like no that's a waste we need to go for mara you know (laughs) so it's just like it's like those arguments that happen are are so superficial but then they like actually just lead to a a tearing of the officer core (laughs) If a, if a new TW Omicron is released, it should be like guild mandated that everyone has to think about it for at least a month, right? Like <laughs> don't ever instantly apply an Omicron. At least sit on it, take polls, take votes, and just sit and stew on it for a month because that, that's going to happen. They're, the next one's always going to be better with yeah. the exception. T3 looks pretty cool, like, I, but really, is it, it's not really. I don't really see too many guilds. Well, for TW especially, that. like, yeah, it's such a small board, like, Yo, you're not down that many teams. Like in GAC, we're right. talking about you maybe need a bigger board, but it's like, all right, you got what, 16 slots? Minus yeah. 6 GL, that's 10. Gas, ELS, DR. Like you run out of slots real quickly. And so like, you know, new options. Like Phasma is competitive, I think. But like T3, it's like... Uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if that was, if it was a GAC Omicron, I, it, I'd apply it instantly. I wish it was. It, it should be. Right. Yeah. That'd be what are cool, we doing yeah. here? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, in a way, it's like kind of a cheat mode for that squad. Uh, but, you know, it's still nice. I, yeah, I wish I wish it would. Whatever. Uh, I mean, they all they're also you have to think that they're also just throwing out some some Omicrons just to just as a resource sink. They're like, ha they won't get that resource <laughs> back, you know. <laughs> Like yeah, Basma, like GMY lead <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, when they knew yeah. that they were releasing both Basila and uh, J- JKR within like the next two months. <laughs> They're like, yeah, is, you guys should totally get this. We, you guys, totally need a Jedi lead. <laughs> there is great regret. Yeah, <laughs> the day the next ability tier is like twenty super Obacrons to switch the game mode. Well, yeah, I don't mind that now, but it's similar. Like, I don't, I don't ever use Cyan of Jango's. Like, I have one Omicron, one Territory War Omicron, and it's Cyan of Jango, and I just haven't like, I haven't spent the time on the mods. Uh, he's Relic Seven, but he's just like just hanging out with one Omicron, which isn't enough, and Relic Seven, which isn't enough at, at least against a lot of the guilds we face uh, for Territory Wars. Not that my guild is Territory War uh, great, anyways, but. Like, I wish I could get that one back, frankly, because it's just wasted. <laughs> right, right now, it's just wasted. There's no, there's no practical use that I have for him right now. 
I thought it would be cool, but then it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. still kind of cool, but whatever. <laughs> I'm sure I could use it if I really put a lot of effort into it. Try to figure it out. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Let's cut. I've ignored all these questions. Um, so let me see if there's one that sort of moves into it and it doesn't um so let's see Mo a, a lot of the questions here are what do i do next uh so zareth i'll direct this one to you because it references create expectations um oh, all right so on create expectations you said that grievous can handle pretty much anyone or at least do damage to them except for jmk my Grievous is R8 and other Sceptroids are R4 to 5. I still struggle with some teams, especially Darth Revan. I haven't even tried harder teams than Darth Revan. What am I doing wrong? So what do you need to do to try and beat? Because I, I know you use uh, Grievous at times for GLs. What are you looking at when you, do, when you attack these GLs? Well, I, I think one of the biggest things is you have to have a really strong understanding of how how target lock works and interacts with that team uh, because that, that's really like the key of, of how it all works, you know, making sure that you're spreading all the, all of the target lock on everyone, uh, making sure that you have the right modding, like having, having the right modding and we can't get into that madness right now, but it, you know, it's, it's not like that tricky and it's not, you don't even need to, like God mods to make it work well. Cause the turn meter train will carry you pretty far. It's just, um, and then realizing that certain squads, like you, the example given is Darth Revan, it like, granted, he's going to struggle against a lot of Darth Revan teams because of that, uh, because of death mark that applies. So, you know, if you want to do, if you're going to use your Grievous team against against a Darth Revan team, then you, you need a, like a GG Newt, or sorry, a GG Nuke type of build uh, which is like a different group of droids entirely so uh, you know understanding the matchups like uh, when i said that he can hurt uh, like he can beat most other teams he can uh, he can beat most darth revan teams consistently if you have the right modding and all, all the right teams and stuff it's just um you have to it, it's not just relics though like that i mean we've talked about that previously too it's like a, a huge margin is modding and you know of of being able to actually understand that matchup so i don't know uh, i hope i didn't just like thoroughly insult the person who asked this question like you need to learn how to get good noob but uh, <laughs> oh yeah but well, from I mean, a tw guild perspective just art on your grievous <laughs> <laughs> that fixes it too <laughs> hey that brought, advice is a joke <laughs> I, I that brings up a I, one time in GAC, I don't, I don't have a, you know, the proper modded GG nuke. This was, this was, gosh, six months ago, or maybe even a year ago. I don't even know. But I was like, you know what? We're gonna just try it. And I did Jordica lead, <laughs> and it worked. I mean, I got a, it got a forty-six or whatever the heck it was, but it worked because again, that, yeah, like Zares was saying, that death mark, yeah, you can't really, can't really trust it, because um, yeah, if. if someone falls below that that health threshold all of a sudden uh, your, your grievous is gone <laughs> yeah. yeah well and so yeah chat says gg nuke against dr is a, is a tough is a bit tougher with the fast gg 
uh, modding for Mara Jade, like to be able to counter Mara Jade on, on Circular teams. And I think he's right. The only time I've ever at any point run the GG Nuke team uh, was I just like wing, winged it uh, against against the DR team. And like what I, what I eventually figured out was like you have to save the, the AOE until his second move because he's going to go before everyone else. And you traditionally want to go last with him, apparently. I didn't really know that. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the the theory of that team. Other people play it much better than me. But um, you know, there are kind of ways to like kind of. You just have to think. You have to chew on the the mechanics just a little bit to kind of figure it out. And maybe I got lucky there too. So you know, there's always that. Uh, all right, next one and fatal. I'll send this to you because you have an evil weevil that's likes to spread lies on your server that C is not a GL. Um, so <laughs> question is, I'm late to the party unlocking C. Plan on using him on offense. Where do you use Watt and where do you use armor when you're using C? Nope, it's muted. Oh yeah, you're muted, Fatal. Sorry about that. That's a background <laughs> noise I was trying to dodge. Uh, <laughs> No, so generally it depends on what you're trying to counter, right? Like usually the question of do I need what or not depends on you got to ask yourself like, are there ability blocks on the enemy team? Are there heal blocks on the enemy team that aren't locked? That sort of thing. So like, I think the general, you know, things are changing very fast, right? But the general conventional wisdom is like, if you're doing like Sith Eternal against Master Kenobi, you don't need what, right? If anything, armor, very, very useful and important there, but like, I mean, you can, I know that there are some people who do throw a wad in just to, like, throw the regen piece on, just because, like, you know, depending on your Sith Eternal, like, even if you get, like, two turns of regen before the heal block goes back on, that could be enough to, like, save you, but it depends on if you need one tank or two. Uh, armor, usually, like, in the JMK spot needs Thrawn. Uh, if you're doing Sith Eternal Mirror, depending on the secondary team, usually it's C Watt, uh, just because it's it's pretty rare to post a set team that doesn't have some form of heal block or two or five on it. Um, and then, you know, past that, depending on whether the teams you're fighting, and like, yeah, you can see Watt against Ray or like armor or water kind of interchangeable there, right? Both will get you a little bit of regen. JML, depending on how nasty the JML team is. I mean, you would think C against Jedi is pretty free, but uh, R9 JML hits different. And so. I'm not going to say both. Definitely you at least want Watt, but like you kind of need to throw in a little bit of extra chaff there just to <laughs> not get mowed <laughs> down extremely quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to feel it out as you go. It depends a lot on your Sith Eternal relics and mods and kind of, you know, hopefully you've got a good mix of speed and health you can give them. Yeah, it also depends on your opponents, right? You know, the whole like Thrawn armor thing. If you're not seeing, you know, crazy decked out JMK cat teams, you could probably get away with some other stuff there right like the stuff that we're talking about is like you know relegate everything's you're just, just at the eternal is just like holding on for dear life as jmk is like trying to chop him down you know everything works on a relative scale but yeah i at the very least it would be good to be able to have both yeah i uh 3v3 i find it a lot easier to use just armor because yeah um like all the ray teams if they don't have JTR on the team, the the big problem with armor is, you know, if she gets nuked at the beginning, 
And so in 3v3, I use rate armor a lot more often than I do in 5v5. Unless you add like two tanks to make sure that resistance hero fin doesn't destroy <laughs> destroy uh, armor at the beginning. But uh, kind of like you said, if they don't give out a lot of debuffs, armor's uh, uh, the safer option because sure. she her the fifty percent defense plus it, it works better than Watt. Um, but if they give out debuffs, Watt is kind of. Kind of needed because you don't right. want Sith Eternal ability blocked for an entire fight. Right, relevant debuffs at least. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, the accuracy down. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, giving me flashbacks of my Star Killer trying to kill uh, Ray or Jedi training Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I. The first time I heard about it, I was so flippant because I had that stupid heal block on my crown. I was like, what are you all talking about? Timeouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is Omicron um, everything, dude. And it's it's yeah. so easy. I know. Cyan of Django's Omicron needs to go on to Starkiller right now. I would swap that <laughs> instantly. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, Ando. Yes. Um. Let's say you're in K1 with four GLs and Executor. You now need three fleets on defense. Would you prioritize your fleets like Empire and Rebels? Or would you suck it up and go after the remaining GLs first? Gosh, that's such a hard question. Because like like, like we were talking about earlier, I think it's fatal. Like, ultimately, I feel like GLs, it feels pretty even whenever you're talking about hey you know top end people versus you know mid game or whatever but in the ships realm it really feels like that is a whales game like an r not like few r9s here and there which you know again you can get free to play like i'm not saying like it's a wheel but like typically you're prioritizing a little bit different when when you're facing someone with 14 or 15 r9s and they just they're gonna go faster than you it's it's tough because like that investment that you're placing in the ships might not even mean anything <laughs> like, and so that's, that's the tough part. Um, so I'm, I'm still a little bit more leaning towards ground investing in the ground, let them have their advantage in the ships and, and hopefully your advantage on the ground, you have three ground zones and one ship zone. That's ultimately like why I say that now there's, there's definitely areas where I would say like, yes, fleet all day, every day. Um, but I, I feel like the GLs are just such an important part of the game. And it, it, for your own advancement, like people will obviously want you to have executor, which he, this guy does. But if you're just trying to get into better guilds or higher end guilds or more t- TB stars and, you know, to continue progressing your account, like, galactic legends are really important like people are going to ask you to have all six eventually so i feel like that might be my answer for that that scenario so i, th- I think you make good good points ando um i think that just as a slight counter argument of uh, like especially in the gac situation right now like you're you're going to run into the way you can climb if you have four gls like you're gonna keep climbing until you hit this wall of you know like you're mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna hit people who have six or whatever and that you know like your advantage 
eventually your advantage will kind of evaporate anyways because the bigger bigger accounts are going to be just you know so so much more overwhelming but in some ways because ships is so small still like there's still only nine fleets and everything that's mm-hmm. there is a, in some way like you can kind of a smaller account can reach parity in at least fleets with a bigger account uh, like easier i guess yeah it's so. true yeah for sure but i mean i feel like executor is the biggest leap towards that that parity right like i mean having an r9 gk is great until you face another r9 gk yeah and then like and then you're just kind of then you're just kind of stuck in the same spot again potentially at least you know i I don't know that that's such a tough question because everyone always you know everyone wants to know hey at what point do i shift from ground to fleet or from fleet to ground and that's always the it's always more like I don't know. Good question, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, it kind of depends that. on, like, I feel like it almost depends on what you're seeing. Like you might just get pummeled one week in ground, decide to upgrade ground. And then the next week you get pummeled in fleet and you're like, ah, now I got to go get, pummeled. you know, I got to go upgrade fleet. All right. Oh, and you're uh, right. So, yeah. I don't think there's like yeah. a perfect answer. Just. Just providing a counter uh, perspective, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So end all. Mm-hmm. Wampa question. So this is perfect for you. Um, <laughs> my my R four Omnom Wampa failed against R seven Grievous G twelve B two, and then relics on the rest of the team. Um, took out Magna B one then B2, but couldn't take down GG and Newt. I used basic until the AoE was available. Does she need more health to survive battle? Do I need to pay the taxes or do I need to do something different? I mean, I R4 Wampa, I don't know what amount of health was in there. Um, I mean, I can speak from personal experience. I have uh, done the same battle before, once before. GG with Newt, but my Wampa was R7. 100k health and uh, and uh, I think I believe some tenacity modding, and uh, it was it was no problem at all. I was able to to oh. survive all of the attacks, but R4 Wampa, I would uh, you know I, I would be curious to know what the health on that Wampa was. Maybe you know extortion got the best of it, and uh, you know there there was just too much damage for that uh, that Grievous did, and the Wampa was taken out. So I think that. It would uh, it would just depend on how the the womp was modded. My, my personal preference would be to mod for health just to avoid these kind of situations. But uh, but again, um, you know, GG is is uh, you know I've heard a lot of reports that Wampa is typically able to take out a, a GG team pretty effectively, uh, even if Newt is Newt is on there. Yeah, I I have a relic for Wampa uh, that faced that's faced a few. General Grievous squads with Newt actually, and it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's never never been close to an issue. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so let me ask. Let me kind of infer something from this question, which may or may not be true. But he says he uses basic until the AOE was available, which means he's not roar, uh, roaring at all. Yeah, yeah, that, that I feel like a that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah. yeah. Always use the roar because the roar not only stacks your offense, it also gives you turn meter. It gives yeah. you like 75% turn meter. 
Um, and uh, if you're not doing that, you're going extremely slow um, because part of the uh, strength of Wampa's kit is uh, turn meter generation as well. So um, I think if you're not roaring, you're missing out on a, on a ton of stuff. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Next, next one. We'll throw this at gum. Um, close to an 8 million GP account, unlocking my fourth GL. I'm torn between going for Ray Supreme Leader, or no, God, not, I see SK and I want to say Supreme Leader Kylo every time. Going between Ray, Starkiller, or Lord Vader as the next grind. Um, which direction would you go? Because Lord Vader gives you Bad Batch, Ray gives you the fleet, and then Starkiller is probably the easiest of the group to get. So which which direction would you go? I would say it depends, right? Like if you've got a pimped out Palpatine, Vader, like if you have a really decked out Empire squad, do you have a really decked out scoundrel slash smuggler squad? You know, do, do you have teams that could utilize these pieces for Starkiller? You know, if, if you don't have scoundrels and you don't have Empire, I don't think it makes much sense to go for Starkiller because kind of, like, in my opinion, kind of the beauty of Starkiller is the the depth that he adds to your roster. You can always add, like at the very least, if it gets to the back, let's say you need Palpamar for this, but then you have Starkiller left, you can just throw the random pieces on it and just go, and you have a chance. Um, but if you, if you don't have the supporting cast, I would definitely go uh, Ray. I'd probably I'd probably go Ray because. Unfortunately, whether you like it or not, Resistance Trooper and Rose Tico now are pilots of this ship. We talk about <laughs> ships all night. You know, they all have, I mean, although the Resistance, Resistance Fleet is, will go average at best to be generous. You know, it's, they're required for ships. So I, I would probably go Ray. Lord Vader is just too big of an investment, I think, um, at this point. Like, I, I would hate for you to go LV and then the new GLs do drop and they have similar requirements to Lord Vader. Uh, you've used all your R8 stuff up. So, I mean, at least Ray doesn't require any R8s. So, that's, I guess, can you complete the, the challenge raid? Are you in a guild that's beating the challenge raid? It's a big thing, too. Do you have the R8s available? If you don't, then I would definitely do Ray. Um, I don't think I really answered that question. I think I said all of them, but <laughs> I don't know. If it, but. No, but, yeah, that makes sense, though. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I completely agree. Like, everything that you do in your account, I, I feel like should be, when you're asking yourself this question, it should be, where am I at relative to all these these things? If you're if you're 90%, like, or you at least you have all the characters seven star for Ray form, I, I don't know why you would, like, go to the star killer one where there's all three star. Like, you just need to get more teams and more, more you know, power in inside your roster and like even though maybe star killer gives you more flexibility or something uh which i'm not saying that that's true i just feel like that that just in those scenarios like that's not going to be the same as the next guy who's looking at that same scenario and he's got all he he wailed out on his star killer rex and he's like well what should i do ray or star killer it's like well you've kind of you've kind of you know to to you going to star killer get get him so that way you have him and then you can work on you know whoever i feel like there's like a race towards like how fast can you get something and i, I think that's true oh, well that's why we played this game for six years it's still yeah. here because there's constantly the the race i want this yeah 
seven years later, you know, a year from now, we'll still be sitting here talking about <laughs> the chase. Yeah. CG just sitting there just making yeah. it rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when they drop four ships on us here pretty soon. Yeah, and, right. And we're like, well, which one do we go after? <laughs> we heard your complaints about the new fleet setup. Here's four new marquees that you guys have. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I know that that's going to be it. <laughs> I, I can just imagine, and they ask, you asked that question, which one do which one of these four do I go for? And CG just responds with that gif of the little girl saying, why not both? But with both <laughs> off, and it says, all four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've heard your concerns, community. We're listening. Here's some more ships. Yeah. For the sweet price of $400 a piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It'll be and it, like I like I was saying beforehand before we went on air I was like yeah man it's gonna be one of those things where I'll be like kind of stoked I'll be like yes nice but everyone in GAC that I'll be playing will have the seven star version and the relic version of them and my four star or whatever is just gonna get absolutely wiped <laughs> I'll be like damn it <laughs> damn it all yep. <laughs> uh, I hear that. All right. Um, so, Fatal, let's assume that CG is not working over the weekend um, and the Radish bug is not fixed for the first round of GAC. What are you doing with Radish? Uh, uh, Mute it again. I'm good, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was already planning to put on defense anyway, so that just sounds like a defensive work to me. <laughs> That's just upside right there. Maybe I'll put a hound's tooth in there. Executor's kind of washed <laughs> out on defense anyway nowadays. The real, you know, you play to your win conditions, right? And uh, I think Radish just deserves the best tanks and care I can get, you know? It's it's <laughs> it's about time that Radish finally got a buff. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unintentional buff, but here we are. It's a buff. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I yeah, I was planning on putting it on defense. What That's, is the bug? What am I missing here? If, if oh, oh god, it's this? a bad one. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, you did not know. It's, I don't. It's so <laughs> noxious, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing no. because it's a good one. If you don't, know. it is. <laughs> yeah, it up. is. It really is. Let's let's assume you're in territory wars and your guild uh, uses the radish to take out a cap ship on a fleet in the front fleet zone. You will never make it to this, the back zone because your game will crash when you try and go against a cap shipless fleet. Yep, it just goes into the blue circle of death and you're done. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, learned about defense. that one yesterday. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this well, is- I think it was a lot of guilds learned about that one. Like, I know Huffsky Patrol did. Maw 1, I think, ran into it. Um I forget who else was telling. There was like a list of four or five guilds hmm. that you're just like, you know, over 400 million guilds that just didn't clear a single fleet zone because of that bug. Yeah. So now I'm in a, a moral dilemma. Like I was going to place it, you know, if I wanted to place it before you guys told me that it would have been completely innocent, but now I just feel <laughs> kind of shysty about it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, if they get to rat assault on defense, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe deserves. They've earned it. Yeah. Radis has earned her immunity. (laughs) You did not take rebels against this for 74 or 75. (laughs) This is on you. (laughs) 
Oh. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> and it's like happily like trying to get their protection back to full. Like, oh, this is great. There's another plus two. Anakin's back to full. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you're going to open up GAC. And it, somebody's just going to have every ship tank in the game on Radis. <laughs> like every single one. It's just going to be like a B-28, Houndstooth, and TIE Bomber to start. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know what you're doing to me. <laughs> oh. I, yeah. I feel like they've, if, if they, like, I feel like they've forced my hand to put in malevolence and radis at this point just be like all right these are at least my right. two that are going in because the non-assist stuff that's going on I, I i had to use i think it was in tw i had to use malevolence and i was like dude just freaking assist like this battle is going on so long i was like <laughs> win 20 because no one assisted <laughs> like what the hell it was, it was so bad did you hear about the bug fix that they put out for Malevolence for today to solve the non-assist problem? No. Skeltrix posted, apparently, you can now make a sixth ship for your Malevolence. You can make an extra Vulture Droid. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I consider that to be a fix, right? If the, if the one isn't assisting, you just make another, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh. So we can have more ships just sit there and stare at the opponent. <laughs> yes, it. I'm, oh, I'm also it, I'm it, also supposed to assist, but <laughs> uh, that is interesting. Just made me sad. <laughs> that's how these podcasts go. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's let's go into complete speculation mode. Because it's, oh. it's that time of night. Um, yes. How would you feel about the ability to donate ability mats and credits? I saw this one. Um, yeah. Problematic. Yeah. Super problematic. It sounds good, and I totally get the intent behind it, but every good intention has an exploit, <laughs> and that would be exploited like none other. It depends on how yeah. much you could. Like if, if, That's if, true, if you I donate a substantial amount, then yeah, there's there's huge issues with that. Oh god, just make my... a count burgers. Just make a count burgers. Just exactly just yeah. across yourself, baby. It's yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But if it's like the current, play if it's like the current gear donation stuff, like uh, like that's that's fine. I don't think there's it. There's no right. issues with that. You like know? you donate two Zeta Max total. Like oh. That that saved me two days of farming. Okay, um, I mean it's never going to happen, but no. And can you admit? So we say because we sit here on our high horses and the pedestals of actually caring about playing. We're like, who would donate credits? Like those are mods. How many times in a chat have you seen somebody be? Like, Oh man, I just hit a billion credits in the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, I don't have time to play that alt that I don't even really play. That I could easily that has over 300 million credits. Like I could easily siphon off some of those to my main account and like oh. that being that would be amazing. Like that that account I've literally tried to not purchase mods knowing that we have five marquees coming <laughs> and I got wrecked by the dang uh freaking ninth sisters and 69th sister and all those 
Like I seriously yeah. had no credits left. I was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> I just remember watching um, a streamer, we'll say, uh, who was upgrading like a couple, doing like a couple mod things. And they had, they had so many credits. And so like every once in a while, they'd just like click and uh, click on like, go go up to level 10 instead of level nine you know to the left and and the person was like oh i don't have a credit problem so i just you know it doesn't matter i'll just hit the upgrade button anyways even if it's level 10 like cavalierly just <laughs> you know like he said he says i don't have a credit problem like like i i re i manage my resources super well don't have a credit problem yeah. and, I, and i was like man i Whenever one of my alts gets to, you know, like anywhere approaching a hundred million uh, credits, you know, because I don't, I'm not on them as much, like I, I get, I, I get all paranoid. I'm like, people are going to see this and realize that I don't like, I'm not like spending it on mods. Like I need, I need to go and like blow all this money on something, all this credit so that people don't realize that I'm, I'm not like spending as, as faithfully on mods as I should be. Well, it, it got to the point where, I had to force myself to save up to 20 million credits. That way I could buy a mod. And if they release the character the next day, I could actually get it to 85. Hey, that sounds pretty smart. <laughs> I, I break my own rule frequently. Oh, but, yeah. If it's eight mil, the bets are off. I'm going shopping. Right, right. Well, so yeah. I, I say I want to stay above 20 million. And, and then I look at the mod store and this is the problem because I look and I'm like, I know five speed on a crit damage triangle, huh? Well, that's hmm. I call, that sounds I call, pretty good. <laughs> that's what I call embracing the way of pain. Right. <laughs> like you look at the mods and you're like, there's absolutely something I really want to buy here. And I, I actually I could afford it just in terms of I have enough credits right now, but but yeah, like there's there's gonna be consequences later. <laughs> like when executor came out i was like oh man am i really gonna have to go to the like the really sketchy shop where you have to buy ship credits like <laughs> i really don't want to have to do that but that's that's mod, mods brought me to that point <laughs> look at what you've done to me <laughs> um i know i'm like i wish i had rolled more than a plus eight damn it all <laughs> uh, sold that thing for 10k credits all right <laughs> oh, oh the worst is now i i sell my mods on a hotbot and it doesn't even tell you how much you're getting for the mods and so you're like you just, oh good i'm selling the mods i'm getting money back and then you're like i'm not actually getting money back when i click <laughs> this button oh they just disappear forever yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right like you get rid of the mods now uh, sometimes you you like click on the thing and um and you're like oh well, at least I got something back for it, even though it's like a hor horrific deal. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <sighs> Mods. Yeah, it's actually I, I've been really trying to be disciplined in, in the in the mod store with ship current ship credits because you know that they're going to be dropping them, and I, I'm going to need to upgrade the ships. And you know, oh, the really ship. The ships coming out, like two ships back to back, just bang bang, like screwed by ship credits so bad oh, yeah. for a while. Yeah, really bad. Yep. Well, not I to mention. I oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I I just caught up. Like I just got back to like 
18 million and immediately today i got back to 18 million i was like oh look at this shiny mod and this this other shiny mod is it these are nice knowing that five marquees are coming and at least a couple of them are probably ships i was just like oh this is this is a nice looking mod that's not gonna hit speed once i promise <laughs> i know i just i just bought an arrow uh, an offense set arrow with protection primary just for for general skywalker i was like this might work it has potency on it it's fancy it's it's a fun little mod but i mean but... the number i have mods i've chased for jedi master luke to try and get a protection primary arrow with more than 20 speed you look ever if you look at my mod inventory the most uh 6a mods are in protection primary arrows just for me chasing like come on please just hit speed one more time just one more time god damn it no so like k2so has this amazing mod just because it's a protection primary with like 19 speed and you're like what am i gonna do with this yeah uh K2 could use a 60 mod, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you made Clash happy. <laughs> but then I didn't use him, and so Clash fell asleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, poor Clash. All right. What else we got, Solo? That, 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 those were the questions. We did it. We did Ooh, it. Wow. We got through all we 20 through podcast it. questions. I'm talking about boys. <laughs> I love it when um, a plan comes together. Yeah. <laughs> so there's probably more to talk about, but uh, uh probably good to just hang it out for tonight. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah we can do the awkward of, piece out. It, yeah. it is for it's well it's 340 dom all right it's 340 <laughs> what are you guys talking about it's 11 30 come on <laughs> get the hell out man. right now get out <laughs> I'm, I'm so sad because i might be moving and i was like gosh dang it now i'll have to be dragging ass like the rest of the guys for the for these nights <laughs> oh that's funny. Com says twenty more minutes of fleet talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my eyes are open, but I'm really not mentally here anymore. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gom, you've you've done better than Clash, who literally fell asleep last week. So you're uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. On that note, let's go around the horn and have people pimp their stuff. So uh Gom, why don't you start us off? Uh, I am Guido Maurice. I run Operation Metaverse on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, I'm supposed to stream tomorrow afternoon. We'll see what time I wake up. <laughs> it's supposed <laughs> to be probably about 2 o'clock tomorrow. Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays, I typically stream. So, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Always right. fun, and my all- friend. So, and I'll be all here, um, typically stream on YouTube, um, watch out for my, uh, I, I, I don't do m- many videos, just a, a video a week or so, but uh, tomorrow I'm going to be uh, uh, getting a, an update on my fleet video, uh, so keep a watch out for that. That's going to be nice. a, a triple fleet defense uh, strategy guide, um, updating it after, for the first time after a year since I did the, uh, the double fleet guide. Excellent. Uh, thank you. Uh, Fatal, pimp your stuff. 
Yeah, twitch.tv slash playbook TV. Usually hanging out in the top 10 in GAC. You know, maybe maybe some dips every now and then. You know, purely for the sake of variety, right? No other reason. Just sometimes <laughs> that number goes low. It's weird. I don't know why it happens. Uh, and yeah, youtube.com slash the playbook. Been pretty quiet there lately, but uh, stay tuned. That, that might be changing. That will be changing. It's a threat. All right. We'll see. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> all right. Ando, pimper stuff. Uh, Ando1990 on Twitch and Ando90 on YouTube. Those people, they always take the Andos, you know. Um, and yeah, been been trying to produce more stuff, but like I said, might be moving and there's been a lot of change recently. So we'll see. I, I, I try to stream at least on the weekends. Um, sometimes I get to do it. Sometimes I don't. But yeah, hmm. thanks for having me on. All right. Zareth, pimp your stuff, and then... Um, just search X-A-E-R-E-T-H on Twitch or YouTube. And that's it. <laughs> All right. There we go. Boom. And I am SoloBase15. That's S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. I am on Twitch because I'm much too lazy to edit videos on YouTube. <laughs> and um, yeah. Uh, so the next thing will be Monday, the Gambit podcast, where we'll talk about all this stuff all over again. Uh, and then GAC season starts and we'll all be we'll all be doing our GAC attacks on Wednesday. So, oh, well, Fatal usually does it in the afternoon. So Thursday afternoon. <laughs> um, see you guys then. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Don't be dead. Uh, and all that. <laughs>